This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you and good morning and welcome to our Friday show and the day before Halloween, uh, which is going to be very different this year. Talking about that coming up this morning. We got a lot on the way for our Friday show, a lot of ground to cover, including uh, Judge Janine Pirro, who has a new book. Should we replay the last time she was on with us? Contentious. Let's just, you know, let's just leave it at that. I think the last time we talked to Judge Janine, she called me a rhino and and hung up. So, are uh, you going to try being nicer this time? I'm, I'm going to try and be more patient this time. I'll say that. Okay. But she has a new book out called. I think you said that last time that you interviewed her. I just picked a random point in that interview. You want me to play it? Yeah. Right in the middle. Stay on the left. That's fine. Uh, no, no. Did you miss Judge Judge Janine? I said I'm a Republican. You know what I am? I'm I'm a patriotic Republican, and there aren't many of those right now. <laughs> so that Mr. was last time. I'm going to keep my cool. This is- <laughs> All right. Let me know what time is she calling, just so I make sure, you know, to tell people, yo, get ready. Fireworks. It's going to happen. This was over two years ago, by the way. This was July 30th. What was she humping a book back then, too? Or? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Oh, is this what she's doing this time? Book? Yes. Her book is called, <laughs> and this is funny coming from somebody who's a hoax news host. I mean, a Fox News host. Her book is called Don't Lie to Me. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> title. Has the president uh, talked about it yet? And how much he's he a big loves fan. it? I mean, he's a big fan of Judge Janine. I think that's what went off the rails last time because... Trump was like touting her her book, and then you asked her about that, and that's when everything just went haywire. She's since like, I'm since then, she came about as close to getting fired from Fox. I mean, that really says something that Fox News was about to fire her for, uh, you know, some of the egregious stuff she she was saying on Fox News. But she was suspended. It really looked like Judge Janine was going to get. Fired, and then I believe they brought her back, but she's only on Saturdays now. So, <laughs> I mean, she's been designated to the Saturday shift. Yeah. So I think Judge Janine just, you know, by the skin of her teeth, held on over at Fox <laughs> News. I mean, and that's Fox News. She would have been canned a long time ago from a reputable news organization, like Breitbart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, and everybody thinks, oh, the the news is slanted on Fox. There's a, two different things. There's a news division, and then there's their opinion. And, and the opinion is Hannity, Judge Janine, those idiot talking heads on... Uh, Fox and Friends. Fox and Friends. That's that's opinion. What's interesting is all all of the opinion people are talking about Hunter's laptop... Even the Fox News division won't cover it as an actual news story. The workaround that they found out is, we'll report on what Tucker had to say about Hunters, but they won't actually report it because they know it doesn't meet any kind of journalistic standards. And surprisingly, the news division at Fox still has some some journalistic standards left. So, uh, yeah, this ought to be good. Judge Janine coming up later on the Great. show today. We got that on the way. 
Well, um, we've got a shutdown order from the county judge in El Paso County. So for all of our listeners on uh, KLAQ. Grab that popcorn. It's going to be good today. Yeah, because this time it looks like the county judge is on one side. The mayor and the state attorney general are on the other side because Mayor DeMargo has said that Judge Samaniego is not returning his calls. He's ghosting him. And he's been Mm -hmm. in touch with the attorney general's office who says it's not a legal order so the shutdown was that gyms uh hair salons tattoo mm-hmm. places i'm trying to think uh, massage re- uh, restaurant yeah restaurants is a big one mm-hmm. th- that they ha- are under a shutdown order so are restaurants going to open today because Some you're hearing be. from the other I'm side sure that it's like no that's not that's that's not a legit order so, it's overridden. There is a lot. Um, I did see a list online of places that are saying, hey, we're going to be open tomorrow, just letting you know. Um, so I think uh, for the most part, the businesses that I've spoken to, they're staying open. And what kind? I, I, you don't have to name them if you don't want um, to. But hair salons, tattoo shops. Um, they're saying while the state attorney general is saying that this law gyms. order is not lawful, they're going to go ahead and open anyway. Yeah, because for them, they've already they have appointments, they have clients, they have things. This is my thinking: is that um, a lot of these business owners, they they can't get any more loans. The loans are gone. Unemployment ran out. They've been out of money since July thirty first. They How never you, really recovered from they, the first. They time. never. A lot of them were just breaking even, and. Or just trying to get back to where they could see. Even. Right. Yeah. And and the thing is, too, you're targeting hair salons, gyms, tattoo shops, where there hasn't been an outbreak. So you're targeting businesses that were not named in that top three list of places where you can get the virus, where people are saying they're getting it. None of those places that they just shut down are places that have hotspots or outbreaks. Well, do you remember, I wrote uh, a column about this earlier. And I guess it's still up at buzzadamshow.com. You wrote something? Good yeah, job, buddy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wrote it. I mean, I wrote everything but the headline. <laughs> but uh, it was about those contact tracing. And the surprising thing was the number one when they were doing this. And I, I, I also acknowledged, I, I don't know how you know for sure where somebody got the you coronavirus. You don't. But according to the contract uh, contact tracing, which came from the city, the number one place people were getting them we're big box stores. Mm-hmm. So your Walmart, your Sam's, so what Target, you, guess yeah. what's not under the order? Yeah. All those places that were the number one place according to contact rates. Right. So what you're doing is, first of all, you just created a mass hysteria because you made the announcement at 5 p.m. We're on a mandatory curfew of 9 p.m. So you gave people four hours to stock up on, at businesses, to stock up at restaurants. Once again, you had a rush of people heading out. Even when I like, I went, I had, you know, I heard rumors that this was going to be happening at 5. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to er- order Some curbside uh, groceries. Did you? uh, I couldn't. Grab me some toilet paper. Um, I do actually have extra, so don't worry. (laughs) I got you. Um, But I went to um, the Walmart to pick up just some supplies and stuff, like all of us did. And I went around noon. It was packed full of people. I just got what I needed, and I got out. And the lady even asked me at the store. Goes why are there so many people here right now? And the girl behind me in line goes, oh, they're going to announce a shutdown at five. So everyone's stocking up before then. And she goes, oh my gosh, I have to go to the store. 
So you made you this, work at the store. Yeah, you, she's like, I need to take an hour break. Um, but yeah, it's you made this hysteria because everyone started freaking out then. So it, it it kind of for me it angers me because these businesses. How do you expect the tattoo shops, the hair salons, the um, barbers? How do you expect them to continue being a small business when you keep shutting them down, giving them no loans? Which, to be honest, at this point, make them grants because how are they supposed to pay three, four months rent when they've been, not been open for three months? And now they're having to pay, play catch up and you're closing them down well, again. Th- this is one of the situations where I honestly, I cannot say what the actual directive is. Because you're getting one thing from the county judge, who's who's the authority here mm-hmm. over the mayor. But then the mayor went to the attorney general of the state. And the attorney general says, no, that's not lawful. So I honestly cannot tell you what's lawful and what's not lawful. Like, uh, you know, if these stores are allowed to be open or what what the punishment might be, if there is any punishment. It's just... There's a list going around online, too. It's just chaotic. Yeah, of local businesses that say they're still going to be open tomorrow. Or today, I'm sorry. Um, And there's... It's a lot of restaurants that say, no, we're just going to stay open. We're going to keep having people in. So, I mean, let the battle begin. The Hunger Games. May the odds be ever in either Samaniego or DeMargo or Greg Abbott or Ken Paxson. Ken Paxson, focus on you, boo. You got enough problems. Right. Ken Ken Paxson's got some real issues going on uh, as the state attorney general. Stay single and focus on yourself. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you here. Uh, (laughs) You know, usually I say, well, here's what here's what we're being told. You know, here's the official line. But we've got two different official lines. And all right. the all the all the wires are crossed, you know. So you've got the mayor; he's overruled by the county judge. County judge is overruled by the state attorney general, and the state attorney general is overruled by the governor. It looks like the governor, uh, attorney general, and the mayor mm-hmm. are on the same side of this. No, what are you talking about? Oh, the governor. Okay, yeah, yeah the governor, yeah. the mayor, and the attorney general on one side, and the. County Judge Ricardo Samaniego's on the other. Correct. After Samaniego made this announcement yesterday, uh, uh, Mayor DeMargo did reach out to the Attorney General for Texas, Ken Paxton. Um, Paxton did respond, sent a letter back telling him that um, the order exceeds the, the county's lawful authority, creates potentially dangerous situations for enforcement. Um, we then we there conclude that it is d- done both... Uh, it's it does both and is therefore unlawful. I mean, if the goal was to cause mass panic, that succeeded. Yeah, you know exactly. What, yeah, that's once what again, they were going for they they accomplished that. Once again, you saw people hoarding stuff at the store. You saw empty shelves. You saw like it was just once again it was it was madness. All right, so uh, we're we're gonna have to talk about that uh, a little bit today, of course. Uh, let's find out what else we're working on. Joanna, let's start with entertainment. What do you got in your department of uh, entertainment and Hollywood news today? Sasha Baron Cohen has donated a hundred thousand dollars to the Oklahoma City Community Center on the behalf of Janice Jones. That's the babysitter that came out in Borat too. Oh, the. Uh the, the lady one. that was trying to save Aww. Tutar? Yes, and that's the one that he's like, will you be my black wife? Uh, no, I will not be your black <laughs> wife. <laughs> She's great. He has donated for her. And her pastor had a GoFundMe or some kind of Well, that's what he donated rate. to. Yeah. It went to the, the GoFundMe, but 
No, I thought he he donated to the the center as like a, a cha- donating to a charity. The the money that's been raised for Janine is that her name? Yes, Janice. 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 I'm sorry. You're thinking of Judge Janine. I was thinking stuff. of Judge Janine, right? <laughs> so. Sasha Baron Cohen donated a hundred thousand. There's another hundred thirty six thousand that her pastor has raised through the GoFundMe. Correct. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost got married. Yeah. Did you even know they were dating? Do you yeah. Know, yeah. Do you know it's like Colin, an on, yeah. It's an ongoing joke on Saturday Night yeah. Live on Weekend Update. Yeah, when they were especially on when quarantine first happened, and uh, Michael Che would joke about how, oh yeah, it must be real tough having been on lockdown with Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't aware if you guys were regularly watching Saturday Night Live. Does that mean I'm old because I've now gotten into Saturday Night Live? I think it goes in phases. Because I know yeah. that we were. I was really into it when I was teenager. Teens, yeah. yeah, teens, and maybe early twenties. I, I lost then, interest maybe in college. Yeah, really didn't get back into it until my thirties. Yeah. So yeah, welcome to old age. Well, when SNL first came out, I mean, it was very much a youth culture type of thing. You had to be kind of hip and connected back when SNL first went on the air. It's funny that you would say, oh, I seem like such a boomer watching Saturday Night Live. Yeah. But I guess, I guess it all makes sense. All those people from the first season are boomers. The ones that are still alive, that is. Brandon, sports headlines. What do we got coming up in sports today? Well, we got a couple of things. First of all, we have some managers being hired in Major League Baseball since the offseason has officially started. Tony La Russa back managing. And he's going back to a team that he managed before. He's going to the White Sox. It's been and like 30-something years since he managed been, for the White Sox. Yeah, right? it was 34 years ago that the team had fired him. And then he moved on to Oakland won a World Series, moved on to St. Louis, won two more World Series, so he's going back to Chicago. And uh, Trevor Lawrence, the kind of consensus number one overall pick, he tested positive for COVID-19, so he's going to miss the uh, Clemson's game this weekend. But the bigger concern is he might miss the following weekend's game when they take on number four Notre Dame. Mm. And Lisa, other than, you know, we're talking about the pandemic stuff, especially in El Paso, which seems to be a hot spot in this shutdown, which we don't know whether it's enforceable or even legal. Mm. Other than that, what else is in news today? Uh, Well, you have President Trump and Joe Biden. They are both resuming their campaign events. There are three states are going to be hitting today. Uh, Both of them going to be in Michigan, Wisconsin and Florida. Biden was already scheduled to speak at events in Iowa and Wisconsin today. And then he added the additional event in St. Paul, Minnesota. The candidates um, were on in Florida on Thursday. And so they're continuing on, but we are getting closer and closer down to the wire. And that's another thing we'd like to point out. Regardless of who wins right now between San Diego, Margo, Abbott, Paxton, whatever, um, they do say that election activities are essential. So the polls will still be open. They said they will still be social distancing, sanitizing, but that is considered an essential activity. But that, and they, everybody agrees on that. Is Correct. There's got to be no curtailing of Absolutely. voting. And today is the last day for early voting. It is the last day for early voting. Remember, they do have what they call their 10 till 10 deal happening right now, which is 10 locations throughout the county that are open till 10 p.m. So if you do need that, um, that is up on our website as well, so you can find that. But I kind of wonder, and I know we got to get a break, here, but mm-hmm. I kind of wonder, you know, up until now, the mayor and Judge Salmon Yego have been a fairly united front. You know, mm-hmm. usually they're, they I, argue, I wouldn't say they're but... in lockstep, but they've been kind of on the same page. They're totally not this time around. And I wonder how much of it has to do with the fact that the mayor 
has got an election uh, that is coming up on Tuesday. I don't think it has to do with that as much as DeMargo is very much on the side of the businesses. So talk to some of the local business owners. They don't feel that at all. But actually, a lot of them are they want to stay open. And that's the thing is he's fighting to keep them open. Um, And a lot of the businesses are saying, you know, don't shut us down. Yeah, But what I'm saying is in the past, he has been pretty much, you know, listen to what the health authorities are saying and. Um, I, it seems like he's taken a more pro-business stance, and I just don't know if that has anything to do with the election being five days away or not. We might get a chance to talk to the mayor later. He's pretty busy, but who knows. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Uh, you all right? Huh? How you doing? I'm doing fine. Apparently you are trying to talk to no, me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that box thing turned off yeah, again? Don't you hate it? it? Oh, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> I'm I just came bet, in here and I'm like, hey, you can hear he's me been now, trying though, to talk right? to you. Well, I can hear you now, guys. I'm willing to bet what it is, <laughs> is if Buzz is trying to talk to Joanna when the show is over. The person Ver- in there turns in it, yeah. turn right. it down because they can hear it. Yeah, because so. yeah, all we hear the entire time is, hey, Joanna. Hey, Joanna. Joanna. Come watch Joanna. this video. Yeah. Come watch this. Come here, Joanna. I learned a new song on guitar. Come here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we just got our updated COVID numbers for this morning. We Do we will- want to play this game? Nope. No, we're not. Um, no, it's kind of no. Okay, unfortunately, today we're hitting a new high of ten deaths, bringing the total to five hundred and ninety-five. Five ninety-five. Yeah. Um, also, we have uh, one thousand three hundred and forty-seven new cases, and there are six hundred and sixty-six additional cases uh, from the weeks of twenty-nine, forty-two, forty-three, forty-four. Twenty-nine. Wow. That's a while ago. So the additional cases are ones that are not um, brand new. They're usually from private labs that are being reported after the fact. Um, I'm going to say that's going to be happening a lot more now and in larger numbers, mostly because a lot of the labs are really backed up right now. Um, There was one the other day that I sent someone to, and when they went, they told them, oh, yeah, um, we're backed up, so we can do the test, but you're probably not going to get your results for 15 to 17 days. You ready for some good news? Sure. The Mandalorian is back on Disney+. Plus. Yes! See, look, I think that Spend your quarantine like that. Yeah, the city of El Paso needs to reach out to Disney and let them know, we need that full season now uh, to keep people inside. Like, don't do this one episode a week thing. I'm uh, waiting to see, among other things, does the Mandalorian get his Iron Man jetpack? You could tell I thought he he already did. No. He he did at the end of the season. Did he? Yeah, I, he got the yeah. jackpot. That's did how he was not, able to. I don't know. It's been it's been like a year. I was gonna say you didn't rewatch. You said you rewatched it. I, I'm in the middle of rewatching it. Yeah, I'm so, only on episode like three or four yeah. right now. I'm at the one where the where the uh, baby Yoda puts the frog in his mouth and all the yeah. children, ah, that's, all the kids are like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the kids are <laughs> yeah, that's what that's the one I'm at. So he did get his jetpack. Yeah, yeah, I believe he gets it at the end. I just I started rewatching it because I'm like, well, I need to start rewatching it again because. I mean, the baby can't be that cute. Start watching it. Yep, so I would cute. still stab someone for that show. Adorable. I'm telling you, go watch the gallery, the documentary on it, because it goes into the directors and the actors, and then the technology that they used to film it is amazing. Is it a puppet? For, well, I haven't gotten to that part with the with the baby Yoda. Um, I think I think most of it is, is an actual. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a you know it's a animatronic little baby. Yeah, it doesn't look CGI. But. Um, 
where they they filmed the actual scenes, they're not using green screens. Hmm. It's actual LED screens where, depending on where the camera is at, they can pinpoint that. So the screen behind them, all of the backdrop looks from the camera's point of view to be proper. But then when you step maybe a foot to the side, it looks really weird because the angle is different. It's super cool. Well, they man. couldn't use a green nice. screen because Baby Yoda's green. So well, it would fade out, yeah. yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We've only got a couple of hours left in voting for Monster Madness as we're... Start, we started off with a bracket of 32 of the scariest movie monsters of all time. And now it's down to just two. So you can vote for that at buzzadamshow.com. And uh, we'll talk about the matchup here in just a second. In addition uh, to The Mandalorian being back on yeah! Netflix. Woo! Sorry. Are you a fan of... Got a, little, uh, got a little excited there. My apologies. You fan of Shaun of the Dead? Love Shaun of the Dead. How about? Let me see what else I could throw out. There. Hot Paul. Fuzz. <laughs> Paul. I didn't think Paul was terrible. I really liked Hot Fuzz. Hot as Fuzz well. was great, right? That sounds like you might be a fan of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Yes. Well, premiering today on Amazon, Truth Seekers, which stars Nick Frost as a cable guy who moonlights as a paranormal investigator. What is this on? This is on Amazon. Okay. Oh, yeah. You can see the trailer to this at buzzadamshow.com oh. under my What's Worth Streaming in October and article. Joanna, did you do, do one that says What's Leaving in October? Because I need to check those oh, out. I haven't done that one yet. Thank you, You need you, to Brevin. do that. You well, anyway. do that because I keep hosing myself because I'm like, oh, yeah, it's in my queue. I'll get to, I'll get around to it. Then I go to watch What We Do in the Shadows and pff, gone. Oh, no, the, yeah, the movie What We Do in the Shadows the... or the TV show? Movie. 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 TV show still on Hulu, I believe. Simon yes. Pegg plays his boss, so it's it's Nick Frost and Simon Pegg together, and that's Truth Seekers on Amazon. You want to see a uh, preview? You can see it over at buzzadamshow.com. Tell me if you would watch this. There's a new movie that has an interesting description. Uh, tell me if you would watch it, okay? Okay. The movie's coming out called Songbird, and it oh takes... Oh, my God. We just watched the trailer. Did you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Describe it to me, then, because I'm just reading the description. This takes place four years into a lockdown, and we are now dealing with COVID-23. So this is like if we're still locked down four years or three years from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what would uh, America look like in year four of the pandemic lockdown? Well, one thing I can tell you is... We wouldn't still be locked down in four years. I mean, everybody would eventually say, you know what? People going to die. We're going to get out there. <laughs> I mean, they're doing it now. It's happening. It, it hasn't even we been We would not even get to... Four. That would have to be some sort of sickness where you get sick and you pass away within like right. 24 hours. Or turn into a zombie or your yeah. head explodes or something like that. Because once again, people, well, it hasn't happened to me, so I'm going to go out and do whatever. So it stars K.J. Appa from Riverdale as a delivery guy with a rare immunity. So he's one of the few people that can continue to work. It was the first movie to start filming in L.A. since the pandemic shut everything down, and there is no word on the release date or where it would be released. The director says it's a dystopian, scary world, but it's a romantic movie about two people who want to be together but can't. 
how did it look? Just uh, based on what you saw. Good, though? Yeah, I'd watch it. I, I'd watch okay. it. The one thing for me is that that makes sense now that they're like, oh, they filmed it during uh, after lo- or during lockdown because my first thought was, wow, that girl spends most of the movie just in there, doesn't she? In her apartment. <laughs> in there. Yeah, because it seems like she never leaves the apartment. The only way people would still be in a lockdown from COVID-19 or COVID-23 after four years is if it was like 100% fatal. Mm-hmm. Or it was the bubonic plague, you know, something like that. Now, Americans are barely, I mean, Americans are barely following the rules now. Well, hell, they're not following the rules. I, we were talking about those vampire movies earlier this week and what the best vampire mm-hmm. movies were, and I felt like watching a scary movie this afternoon, so mm-hmm. I was just like, what was on that list? What was on that list? What was not on that list was Bordello, Bordello of Blood. Bordello of Blood wasn't on the list. <laughs> and I went with... A 2008 Swedish movie called Let the Right One In. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Great, right? Such a great movie. Like, at first, I was like, oh, man, subtitle. I don't want to watch the subtitles. <laughs> I thought about watching that they did an American version of it. Right. A couple years later. I don't know how good that was. Not but that great. This one was amazing. Really good, right? Yeah. So if you're looking for a scary movie, Let the Right One In. But it is all in Swedish. And... And it's uh, it's got subtitles, so just go in. But it's totally worth it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Monster Madness. We started off with a field of 32 famous screen monsters. And there was a vote for every round. We've got it down to the final two. The final two are Freddy Krueger versus Michael Myers. So, Brandon, tell people how they can vote and how long we have to vote until a final decision is made. We're going to lock up the voting here, we'll say right before we sign off on the network, so it'll be about 8, 8.30 or 8.45 Mountain Time, 9.30, 9.45 Central Time. I'm going to put the link up uh, in the Facebook chat if you want to head there. That's where you can vote, or you can just go to buzzadamshow.com and you can vote. And put your vote in. I mean, it's really, uh, these are two of the favorites. I mean, these are two of the big boys, no doubt about it. Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger. Um, look, uh, vote or die. Yeah. Isn't that what they And say? you can stuff the ballot, too, if you like. <laughs> you can vote as many times as you want. I don't know if people have been stuffing the ballot or if there's a whole bunch of people went and voted because the amount of votes from yesterday to today, it's skyrocketing. Well, we so. ran some ads we for did. the candidates yesterday, so I thought we'd, uh, we'd run some ads here today for the Monster Madness. And I know mm. people are saying they're getting tired of election ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is for a different elections, so maybe you won't mind as much. And, and none of the ads are as negative as Social Tour is Small and Yvette Harrell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, compared to those two, Freddie and Michael Myers Tame. keep it totally above the belt. Tame. All right, let's hear, uh, let's hear one of the ads. Michael Myers wants to be king of the movie monsters, but Michael Myers isn't even the most famous... Michael Myers. Yeah, baby. (laughs) A recent survey of teenagers asked who Michael Myers was. It was a tie between Shrek and Schwing. How can Michael Myers be the king of the monsters if he isn't even the king of his own name? When you hear the name Freddy, one name comes to mind. Freddy Krueger. In fact, Michael Myers is so not scary, he was completely taken out of his own movie franchise. Halloween 3. Season of the Witch, the night no one comes home. Michael Myers, 
just the comedian from Canada who made the love guru. This Halloween season, vote for True Fear. Vote Freddy Krueger. I'm Freddy Krueger, and I approve this message. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, they went pretty negative there. Let's see what the... Uh... All right. Well, we have uh, another one here for uh, Pro Freddy, Anti-Michael Myers. Michael Myers wants you to think you're in danger. In reality, unless you're his sister or are around his sister, you're pretty safe. The odds of being attacked by Michael Myers are lower than the Rotten Tomatoes score for Rob Zombie's Halloween. How terrifying is Michael Myers? How terrifying is William Shatner? That's all Michael Myers is. A man that had a bad childhood in a painted-up William Shatner mask. Vote for the man who strikes fear into everyone, no matter your family tree. Vote Freddy Krueger. I'm Freddy Krueger, and I endorse this message. Okay, well, politics have just gotten dirty and dirtier because the the Michael Myers people have come back with an ad uh, in response. All right, well, you know, the ads are out there. The voting is up and for the next are, couple of hours. Polls are closing. Yeah, this is the uh, final couple of hours that you can get your vote in, and you can do that over at buzzadamshow.com. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Take a look at our Mojo calendar and daily almanac What are you doing, buddy? Anytime I talk to Brandon, it automatically mutes my microphone. I haven't got used to it enough that I unmute my microphone. Like, Brandon, you know what I'm talking about, right? Does it completely turn it off? Yeah. You should just mute it temporarily no. while you're holding the talk back. Turns it off and leaves it off. Oh. Uh-oh. Joanna, right, make a note of that. <laughs> it is time for our Mojo calendar and daily almanac of... Uh, the day, and it is October 30th, day before Halloween, which is also known as Devil's Night or Ooh, let's Mischief go watch Night. The Crow. Explain uh, that. It takes place on Devil's Night. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. When they're doing the shots with the uh-huh. bullets. Fire it up! Fire it up! The Friday before Thanksgiving is also Frankenstein Friday. So today's Frankenstein Friday. Halloween. What I say? Thanksgiving. Day, uh, the Friday before <laughs> Halloween is Frankenstein Friday. <laughs> Today's National Candy Corn Day. Ooh. I'm in. Yeah. God, what is it with you millennials and your candy corn? I don't like it. It's just I... a hunk of sugar. And wax. I and wax. It's just like sugar wax held sugar. together by wax. I, Waxy sugar. I almost went through a whole bag the other day. <laughs> It's so good. Are oh, you joking, right? I no, love it's good. candy corn. Candy Man, corn. There was a time. There was a few like years ago. I too? drove around looking for candy corn. Couldn't find it. Delicious. You know where they had it? Dollar store. Did they ever? And have... It's probably from like three years ago. That's why it's at the dollar store. <laughs> it's still delicious too. It never goes. When bad. you guys were were kids, did they ever? Did as far as candy for Halloween, did they have those little wax Coca Cola bottles? Oh yeah. A little, oh, you you know about that? Oh, yeah. yeah. You like those? No. Did at one point they have like liquid in them? Yeah, some kind of like kind of. liquid that's supposed to taste like Coke. Legends about that. I, I've never. Yeah. Heard. And then you're just chewing on. There was wax. some it's like, book. This like a candle. Yeah, there was some book I remember reading in elementary school, and the little girl was all excited because she got. The little wax Coke bottles. But what? They didn't actually have them when you were a kid. No, I remember she was looking for Lucky Strikes. There was one. Too. Th- there was one candy that was just wax lips, and it's like, oh, here, it's 
in the shape of lips, and it's made of wax. Does it have any flavor? No. Eat your wax. <laughs> eat your wax. I don't think you weren't supposed to eat them, were you? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just sort of supposed to pretend they're your lips. Oh, so you know about those? I do. What? Well, it's from. It's all from the same book. What book was that? Amelia Bedelia. No, it was. Um, <laughs> it was some book about Encyclopedia Brown. Yeah, no. Encyclopedia Brown was dope. Listen, I got to get to these celebrity birthdays. Let's okay? hear him. Junie B. Him. Jones. <gasps> yes. I loved her. Ashley Graham, plus size uh, Sports Illustrated model, and a, a bona fide babe is thirty three. Huh? Or just model. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. She's a supermodel. Sure. I'm splitting hairs here, buddy. Presidential uh, daughter and senior White House advisor Ivanka Trump is 39 today. I'm sure she never used her dad's name to yeah. get a higher paying job. Of course not. It's only Hunter Biden. Yeah. It only counts dude. if it's Hunter Biden and you can't actually show us the hard drive and... Gavin Rosdale from Bush is having a birthday. He's 55 today. Gwen Stefani's ex. I just saw... She just got engaged. I just saw that she got engaged to Blake Shelton. Adults. I only watch The Voice whenever I'm home with my parents. I Just from what I picked up from watching sporadically The Voice, I would have sworn those two had already been married. I mean, it's they act been like five married years. Couple. Well, They've they just be- got engaged anyway. Mm-hmm. Kevin Pollack, one of the really amazing under-the-radar actors, so just so good in everything that he's ever in. Kevin Pollack is 63. Kevin Pollack is great. He's one of the usual suspects. He was in A Few Good Men. He was the, he was the is it Jack Lemmon's kid in Grumpy yeah. Old Men? Yeah, Jack oh, Lemmon's yeah. kid in Grumpy Old Men. Kevin Pollack is one of the great kind of under-the-radar actors. Actor Harry Hamlin is having a birthday today. He's 69. And Henry Winkler, who played the Fonz on Happy Days at 75, he really kind of had a second half, you know, revival of his career when he was uh, Barry Zuckercorn on Arrested Development, Coach Klein and the Waterboy. Uh, so Henry Winkler is 75 today. My kid was watching Happy Days last weekend. Just watching the old yeah, Happy Days from the 70s and or 80s? She was too, and, well, but she was on that because the channel she normally watches, which is like that TBD channel that's kind of like just having the internet because it's just internet videos nonstop. It's okay. pets and people falling and stuff like that. Well, they were showing really spooky stuff. And when I came downstairs, she goes, yeah, I'm watching this, Dad. Because this channel's not fun, and she clicked over to the one she normally watches, and it's just a bunch of terrifying ghosts. Right. So she decided to watch some Happy she Days She thought instead. Happy Days was a good, uh, a good replacement. Sweet. And Grace Slick, one of the, you know, one of the biggest personalities mm-hmm. out of the 1960s, lead singer of Jefferson Airplane Starship, Grace Slick is 81 today. Mm-hmm. So uh, this date in history, this is the date that Orson Welles made his famous or infamous War of the Worlds radio broadcast didn't really freak out as many people as you've been led to believe over the years. But, you know, a few people, especially during the first few moments of it, thought that New Jersey might have been being invaded by aliens. 82 years ago, in 1938, is when that happened. So, uh, today is Frankenstein Friday. Every Friday, the, the last Friday before Halloween is Frankenstein Friday. Did you know they even have a carol for Frankenstein Friday? Oh, oh. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. From Fox News, Judge Janine Pirro later on the show today. What are they what are they doing over on the Facebook chat? 
Are they doing like mashups of movie titles, like non-horror and horror movie titles mashed up? I think so. That's a good idea. Who started that? I think it was... um, Was it Jacob Esparza? I think it was Jacob, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, there's some pretty good ones. Let's let that run for a few minutes, and then we'll uh, like pick out some of your favorites. By the way, just to so that anybody who's just tuning in now and doesn't know who Judge Janine is, let's revisit a couple oh, years ago here God. really quick, the last time she was on the air with us. What you want, if you want socialism, stay on the left. That's fine. With uh, no, no, did you miss Judge, Judge Janine? I said I'm a Republican. You know what I am? I'm, I'm a patriotic Republican, and there aren't many of those right now. <laughs> who, who hung up on who? I don't think she. I I think the handlers came in and, and said, said "Yeah, we got to move on." We got to move on because I mean, we had like th- you know, it's clips like thirteen minutes. So. I mean, the last thing I remember is she called me a rhino, <laughs> <laughs> and then that was the. That was know, the end did of she ever it. actually call you a rhino? I think she said, "I have a word for Republicans like you in my book," and I assumed it was rhino, although it could have been cuckservative, I guess. Name only. And I write about you in the book. Really? <laughs> right there. That's it right there. Oh, okay. You write about you. And I write about you in the book. Really? Do you call me a conservative? Do you call me a rhino? What What do you call me? Because you sound like you're trash talking like some frat alt-right boy. Long pause, long pause, long pause. You really want to do this? Oh, <laughs> my God. I've forgotten how contentious it really got. Oh, oh yeah, it's great. But oh, I can't, I, all I think man. of is the girl from SNL whenever I'm like, does she have a martini in her hand while she's having this conversation? I'm Judge Janine. That's, uh. Mama I'm, needs a new <laughs> <laughs> Let's Great. talk about uh, what's going on in El Paso. So El Paso this past week has been a real hot spot, especially the coverage that we've been getting, not only on the national news, but the international news, <sighs> as cases have skyrocketed and hospitals running out of beds and they're open emergency uh, medical units at the Civic Center. And, the uh, drama. You know, all this is going on. So, uh, Lisa, tell us what, what has happened in the past 24 hours. Okay. Let's just give you like the basic version of this. So we had we were supposed to be having a press conference for the mayor at 1 p.m. yesterday. And then the El Paso County judge said they would also be having a press conference at 5 p.m. that day. So basically everyone was assuming, oh, okay, so they're going to completely contradict one another like they did last time. Yay! Super fun. Yeah. Uh, Then all of a sudden the mayor's press conference got canceled and only one we had was at 5 p.m. So now uh, we were waiting to find out, a.k.a. people were running amok at two Target and Walmart and other said places to try and stock up on supplies for what they assumed was going to be an announcement of a shutdown. And they were correct. The El Paso County Judge uh, Ricardo Samaniego did make an announcement saying that he was going to be shutting down all non-essential services in the city of El Paso starting at midnight last night. Uh, remember, we were still under a 9 p.m. curfew, though. So, or I'm sorry, 9 or 10? 10. 10 p.m. curfew. Uh, so a lot of people just started rushing out uh, to go and try and get supplies before the impending lockdown was happening. Right. So the, it did cause a reaction, mm-hmm. and that reaction was Panic. people panicking <laughs> and running to the stores. Yeah. So you had just tons of people running to the stores trying to get as many supplies as they could, which obviously was not the smartest thing to do. Well, after that came out, 
Uh, Mayor DeMarco did contact the Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton to ask whether or not um, this was going to be allowed because El Paso County is still within Texas, the state of Texas, and Governor Greg Abbott had said he did not want to shut down any businesses or cities because of the pandemic. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton tweeted out last night about 7 p.m. saying that El Paso County Judge Ricardo Samaniego has no authority to shut down businesses in El Paso County, saying it's a direct violation of Governor Greg Abbott's executive order and said that the Attorney General's office would be exploring all legal actions that they could take against the El Paso County judge. Meanwhile, people are wondering, am I going to get in trouble if I go to a restaurant, if I'm a if I'm a owner, am I going to get in trouble if I open my business? Right. A lot of people are wondering. Um, DeMarco did release a statement to the media saying, quote, the judge did not consult me and refuses to return my call. So I am seeking clarification from the attorney general on the order. Am I am I right in saying that at one point or up until recently, the mayor and the county judge seem to be at least kind of on the same page. I think they were. Or consulting or whatever. And now it sounds like it's completely broken down at this point. I think at this point, just because of the uh, um, economic toll that a shutdown would take is what people are talking about. People are saying, um, if you shut down these businesses, what are they supposed to do? Don't forget, the mayor is involved in a mayoral election Mm -hmm. on Tuesday. I'm not saying that that was his motivation here, but uh, they really don't seem to be on the same. You know, the stories aren't squaring here. So uh, the county judge held a press conference and said, you know what? We're back in the lockdown. No hair salons, no gyms, no tattoo parlors, uh, no dining in restaurants, non-essential businesses closed. The mayor went to Ken Paxton, the state attorney general. Is that an official ruling if it's on a tweet? I mean, that's a good no, no, no. question. There was a release that came out. There was an actual uh, letter that came out from the uh, attorney general's office. Okay. That said, this is the situation. He he tweeted about it first, but then he released a full um, paperwork on it. Saying, Wait, did he actually realize that Twitter's not official? Someone had to. That's who works <laughs> in the government. Um, yeah. So he did release something saying, hey, this is not allowed. This is unlawful. Um, but so, and this is where you have a lot of questions. You know, last night. I I went to my gym for what we thought was going to be the last time for two weeks. And there's a lot of people I spoke to. I went to both of them, actually. And they said, no, the, the one of the gyms said, no, we're going to we're not going to close. We're, we're not closing at all. And then another one said, uh, well, we're going to wait and see what happens because this is obviously contentious because this is all happening while I was in class. And I'm sitting there looking like, oh, my gosh, like this is just. Well, apparently we went with the county judge order because we had this uh, drive through haunted uh, attraction going on. And that's not going to be open tonight or tomorrow unless there's a change. We don't know. uh, Well, I don't know if you're on that email. But they said that wait and see. So they're going to be up until the last minute, I guess. The most recent one I saw said it's off. And then I wasn't included on it anymore, I guess. It just said to wait and see. So as you can see, the point is here, mass confusion. Uh-huh. Because the county judge is saying one thing. The county judge outranks the mayor. But the attorney general of the state, the state attorney general outranks the county judge. Did you read the last paragraph of that email you received? You know, I'm more of a skimmer. Okay, well... Skim this. It says, should there be a change in status due to Ken Paxton seeking legal action against the ruling? Yeah, I didn't get that far. Okay, yeah. It says, we will reach out in group form and individually 
um, if you have a shift. So be prepared. So, like, all the people that are working at the at the haunted attraction That's, are just the, like, let's wait and see if we're supposed to put on our zombie stuff and get out there tonight. Honestly, dang it, yeah. guys. It's very confusing, and a lot of people are not really know like that's that's the thing is a lot of these places like the gyms and stuff they're saying okay so do we cancel class do we not cancel class do we like what are we supposed to do did schools ever go back my daughter's still doing school from home i don't nope, know they keep pushing it back the, right so i was asking her is your school are any of your classmates going back to school and she was like i don't know <laughs> i we don't know. And I was out. This is a hot mess. And I was out of town. It is, right? It's it's literally, and it's just kind of like, we're so embarrassing. Now it's Not just only- broken down. <laughs> right. You know, at, at, at so least at some point you could get, you know, what people in El Paso are saying, what the people on the state level are saying. But now it's just all the, all the wires seem to be crossed here. And I absolutely, people are saying, what do you expect? And I do get that. A lot of the healthcare workers are saying, we're tired. We've been working nonstop. We've been trying so hard to try and help people out. And, you know, we we need a break. We need the city and the people to help us. And we need this lockdown. That I would say the majority of the consensus, because I asked a, I put, put out a little poll last night asking. And I, when I last checked, it was almost 80-something percent said the lockdown was necessary. But... 80% of just anybody who responded? Yeah. Uh, 73% said yes. 27 said no. Um, it was like 200 and something people that responded, but a lot of them gave their reasons why. And it was, it was interesting just to see the different people. Um, you know, there was one who she's a, a nurse I know that works at William Beaumont. And she said, I'm tired. She said, no one complies. I'm tired of being worked to death and nobody caring about other people's lives. We and- have emergency beds set up. And now the danger is that those emergency beds are going to run out too. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. A little bit later this hour, Judge Janine Pirro from Fox News. I think she's only on Saturdays now, but she's got a new book out called Don't Lie to Me. Okay. Hilarious. All right. And she's going to talk about that. By the way, we might have our first uh, election controversy. Uh, really? The what voting is that? seems to be all wonky with the poll for Monster Madness. What do you mean? I just checked the, the poll on the website when you go to vote at buzzadamshow.com. You said stuff in the ballot was allowed. Well, it is. Okay. I have no problems with that. That's not the issue. The issue is the numbers aren't adding up. <laughs> it showed that when I when I checked it right now, it showed that Freddy Krueger was down like 71% to 29%. But when I look at the actual numbers in the other, in the place where I make the oh. poll, those aren't the numbers. So. Well, man, that sounds like it's all on you. I mean, you are the, you are the election board. No, nah, not really. <laughs> who else is going to, I mean, who else would uh, look into what's going on? Well, the, the website that we use for the poll, I don't have anything to do with that. <clears throat> All right. So what do you recommend? People continue yeah, voting? Vote. Yeah, All right. what the hell? All right. So, uh, oh, uh, Jake, I th- we're putting this on Jacob Esparza. We're saying that Jacob Esparza got the uh, folks in the Facebook chat mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to uh, start coming up with. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it started because I didn't see the original thing. But I think it was Jacob. Yeah. Also, uh, we I do have Jacob. confirmation. We will have the mayor on at 915 today. 
Mayor DeMargo is going to talk uh, yeah. about whether or not you're expected to follow these orders <laughs> from the county judge or not. Uh, nice. He's, he's, he's going to talk to us. So, uh, I, I 915. Mean, I don't know. 915. I feel like I need to kind of hear from Sam and Diego, too. I mean, <laughs> does he agree? What, I, what I, are we supposed to do today? I, I came to work. <laughs> you're essential. You yeah. had to be we here. We so, those letters that expired in May. I know. <laughs> Yeah, Although, maybe the cops won't look that close. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think so Jacob changed hers. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you can edit this PDF. I'm gonna do it. Jacob, I think, got this started. So, take a regular movie and a scary movie and mash them up. And here are some of the ones. Uh, Jacob started things off, I believe, with Halloweeny the Pooh. <laughs> ah, see what you did there. A Nightmare on Twenty One Jump Street. That's a good one because you know Johnny Depp was in the original oh, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Daniel says, <laughs> "Iron Maiden Manhattan." Maiden Manhattan was the one where Jennifer Lopez was like a, a hotel maid. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, Iron Maiden El Pat, uh, Manhattan. Excuse me. Couple good ones from Eli of the Moon, who says, Sixth Sense and Sensibility." <laughs> And Eli's also got next Friday the 13th. Nice. This is from Daniel. I adjusted it because uh, I thought it, I changed one word in his. So, wet, hot American psycho. That'll work. Nice. And Jacob's got <laughs> Groundhog Day of the Dead. So. <laughs> All right, go ahead and give us uh, some movie poems. I got a whole bunch of them here. Are these specifically for Lisa? Because back when you did them before, she, she yeah. had not watched a lot of horror movies and she's really gotten she's into horror. I've seen a couple of these okay. here. Um, okay. What so, were our rules for movie poems again? I uh, it, the Rule number one, Buzz, be quiet. Like, Don't sit there, I got it. I got it. I know this one while I'm trying to read it. <laughs> Alright, fine. So then when we get to the I'll just end... Do this. Yeah, there you go. That's fine. But no, don't do that. it's still distracting. If when we get to the end, Let you can say whether or not poem. you know it. All right. Oh, okay. 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 I, I won't talk saying. during the poem. All right, here we go. Number one. In a house for a single night is where these strangers will fight. They must use lots of tools to defeat all the ghouls shot at the end. He wasn't white. That's racist. Um, I know what it is. Though. I think I know what it is. I think I know what it is. All right, so we'll start with Lisa. What do you think it is? If we're going, they have to stay in the house for the night. My mind immediately goes to two different movies. The one that I always mix up the name with, with The Haunting of Hill House. And then, uh, uh, but I don't know, it's like a girl and there's a bunch of kids that are trapped in a house and they get locked in the mansion for the evening. And then... Um, I can I tell you now you're not right. No, I, I'm i explaining what the first movie oh, okay. I think it could be is. Let me go through my... Pro- You're not supposed to be finish. talking. Yeah. I'm on Brandon's side now. No talking. See? Okay. I'm, so, just, I'm just looking at the clock. And Everybody the comes around to my side. And the chick's name is Eleanor. But I don't think it's that because when it said tools. So maybe is it 13 ghosts? Oh. No. No, it is not. Joanna, you got a guess? House on Haunted Hill? No. That's no. the movie I was thinking of that I couldn't remember. Oh, so it always gets mixed up with yeah. The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, and Eleanor's the chick in it. Yeah, yeah neither neither one no. of those are correct. But I believe in it specifically because of the final line that he's he's not white tells me that it was the original Night of the Living Dead by George Romero. 
It is. So there are a lot of movies. in the house, and he eventually, so at the very end, as they're going through. He's not white. The cops shoot him through the window. It, well, it was very unusual for the time. It was the 1960s, and, and the male lead, kind of the hero of the thing, was African-American uh, actor, uh, which was fairly unusual for that time. So, All right, next one. In the aftermath, his routine's the same. His friend just wants to play a game. To ladies he must get to, he may even grab a brew. For the title, just look to his name. Does anybody think they have it? I thought I did. We did good on this this test last time? Mm, yes and no. Uh, okay, just so say it one more time, I please. Pay, so these are older poems. I picked the ones from later on because remember mm. when we first started doing this? You guys nailed every one because they're the really easy films. So this one is, in the aftermath, his routine's the same. His friend just wants to play a game. To ladies he must get to, he may even grab a brew. For the title, just look to his name. I got a guess. Anybody else? I guess. I guess. Do you have a guess, I'll Lisa? I have a guess. Maybe, J- like, Saul? No. Okay. Joanna? Shaun of the Dead? Oh, Shaun yeah! Shaun of the Dead! Remember, he goes back to, like, he saves, um, what was Liz. his friend's name? Oh, uh... Nick Frost. Yeah, but what's the name in... Ed. I, him. Yeah, Ed? Ed? Well, he saves him. He's still a zombie, but they still play video games together at the end, so everything kind of stays the same. They end up going to try to save his mom, his girlfriend, and then they go to the pub and they grab a brew. Yeah, the he wants to play a game, I think, was kind of a red herring. Stop there. at the Winchester. Why was that a... His and friend just wants to play a game. They want to play video games. Because when you hear that, you think, oh, it's Saw, because that's like his tagline. That's All the right. point. God. Mm-hmm. It's supposed yeah. to lead no, you astray. I'm, I'm saying it's red herring. He didn't, <laughs> That's what he a red didn't, herring is. He didn't get it right, so he's angry. Wow. All right, no, I here did we go. get it. I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. It begins with nothing but rage, with these things that were kept in a cage. In a month, he's awake. A journey he will take. The, they will run into a rampage. Sweet. Let me know if you have it. Don't, okay. don't blur out the name, I but just it. say, I think I got it. I right. think I got it. Lisa? I think I got it, and Lisa, you should too, because... Uh, yeah, I think this is 28 days later. Yeah, it is 28 days it. later. When did they run into a rampage? Just I don't know why the, I said it yeah, like all that. The just all the masses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah, rampage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so everybody's tied up. Y'all got one apiece. Here we go. Woo! This movie is actually part two. The end of the world. What do you do? Head to a place you know where you spend your dough. Be careful or they might break through. Okay, so this is the movie with the pretty colors. Um. Oh my gosh, I can't remember it right now. It's the they're in the mall, and um, the dad from Modern Family's in it. Uh, <laughs> is it is it like the is it Dawn of the Dead? Yeah. Okay. Dawn of the Dead is correct. We got time Lisa for one more, guys. See, he's not winning, so he gets angry. No, I'm just. Why saying are we got you this. suddenly the one? That's yeah, listen to you. All of a sudden, break the clock. Yeah. It's time to break. Ugh, we only have time for one more. What time is Judge Janine calling in? Uh, forty. Okay, we have a few more minutes. Here we go. One more. Okay. I got a bunch more too that we can do later in the show if you Woo! want. Yeah. Five different stories are all intertwined. Werewolves and ghosts are what you will find. A star-filled cast. Lisa, be quiet. <laughs> Make this movie a blast. To Sam, you will want to be kind. Sweet. Good movie. Buzz. Uh, no, no, no. Lisa gets the guess. You, you get, get the, the oh, first no, but, guess. Well, Buzz, do you know? 
He didn't ring in, so no, he doesn't. Yeah, Buzz, what's the knows. movie? I know what it is. Joanna knows what it is. I think it's Trick or Treat. <laughs> Lisa? Yup. Trick or Treat is correct. How adorable is Sam? Which, by the way, you need to go check out uh, Joanna's post up at BuzzAdamsShow.com. She goes through the movie of who all of the morning show people would be in the movie Trick or Treat. Mm-hmm. Who am I? You're Danielle. The werewolf. The wolf. Oh, yeah. She's Anna, cool. Anna Paquin, right? Yeah. The yeah. sister of oh, Anna Paquin. Oh, the sister Paquin. of Anna Paquin. Yeah. Oh, I'm Cinderella. Who You're Cinderella, yeah. yeah You're Mr. Wait, no, 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 no. Oh. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. We'll come back. Like, Don't look it up yet. We want your reaction live on the air. Yeah. And we'll do that later in the show. Okay. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Fox News personality Judge Janine Firo has a book out, so we're going to talk to her this morning. We're going to talk to the mayor later and find out, you know, a lot of people are wondering, can I open my restaurant? Can I go to a restaurant? Because we're hearing two different things, depending on on who you're getting it from. There was a press conference yesterday at 5 from the county judge in El Paso County. And he said, oh, we're back in lockdown. Restaurants are only going to be carry-out delivery. Salons are closed. Massage places where you get your hair cut. Uh, it depends on who you talk to. Yeah, it depends on who you talk to because then the mayor... Most of the businesses I've spoken to do say, uh, we're, we're going to be open. All right. Uh, Mexico has asked cemeteries to close on Day of the Dead to try to stop coronavirus from spreading when tons of people go to their loved ones' uh, graves. Is Day of the Dead the day after Halloween, so Sunday? Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los Muertos. Coco, man. Yep, so do you know? Remember me. I don't know. They don't want people going to the cemeteries, so they just want them to close the cemeteries uh, in Mexico. Uh, I think we're about to hook hook it up with Judge Janine here. You want to hook up with Judge Janine? I want to do the interview, yeah. Okay. Judge uh, Janine Bureau is a former judge, former uh, district attorney in Westchester County, and the host of Justice on the Fox uh, News and has a book out called Don't Lie to Me. Hi, Judge Janine. How are you? Very good. Who's who's lying to you, Judge? Everybody. No. <laughs> Oh, I'm kidding. The left is lying to not just me, but to America. You know, the left is lying when when they continuously tell us that, you know, we can't go to work, uh, you know, because it's not safe. And, you know, we can't go to church. We can't go to synagogue. We can't go to a house of worship because it's not safe. But, by the way, if you want to protest in the tens of thousands, oh, it's okay, because social justice is more important. Uh, that, than our health. And, you know, if, if they want to loot and burn, you know, they're peaceful protesters. They're really not anarchists and looters and, and, and uh, leftists. Uh, and these protests are all peaceful, even though you see them with, the, you know, fires behind them. And, you know, we're going to be able to take away your guns and the Constitution's not going to stop us. And on and on and on. They've been lying to us since Donald Trump was elected in 2016, even before. And, you know, Donald Trump is, you know, he's a Russian, Russian puppet and a Russian asset. And now, of I course, agree. You find out the only uh, asset is, uh, is Joe Biden uh, and his son, Hunter. 
So uh, we've got a lot of problems. They're trying to steal our freedom. They're trying to make sure that uh, that the left gets into power. The left is a socialist-loving, anti-capitalist uh, group of people. Right. Who can I break it down? Judge, can I break it down for just a second? Because we're in the middle of a of a pandemic spike in the city that we live in, and you've just gone on the air and pretty much called the coronavirus a hoax, and it is not a hoax. No, and we I talk to not. people that are in emergency rooms all the time, so I cannot let that go unchallenged. Air put words in my mouth. Uh, you said that the leftists don't want us to go. I mean, do you believe the pandemic is a hoax? I never said that, and that will not come out of my mouth. And don't you dare, don't you dare try to get me to say that. All right, well, rephrase I, then. What's what's going on with this pandemic? Everybody should just go back to work and, and go to these rallies by the thousands and freeze to death when you go out to see Trump? Well, look, if in New York City you can rally for Black Lives Matter in the tens of thousands when you can't go to a funeral... And you can't go to work because social justice is important to you. Oh, oh, no, no, I'm not asking about that. Let's let's just say, yeah, I don't think you should I, get together in a big crowd if you're protesting. That's not what I'm asking about. I'm asking about what you said about, yeah, we should go back to work and we should just go about our lives as normal. We should go back to work when it is safe to go back to work. And what I'm And is it safe now? If you can go to Home Depot and if you can go to the supermarket, you should be able to go to church. And Gavin Newsom is being sued and Governor Cuomo is being sued. Oh, 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 Judge, El Paso's in Texas. It's not in California or New York. I think you might be under a misconception. I was asking about what's going on here and you're, you're basically scoffing and blowing this off. Do you wear a mask when you go in public? Well, stop, stop putting words in my mouth. Now, look, I don't have to... I'm trying to interpret what you're saying because I can't let you get on here and, and play this thing down as a hoax. It would not be responsible for me as a legitimate journalist. What is... What is... A, what, what... I didn't hear the question. Is it... Should people just ignore what social distancing and mask uh, recommendations are being given by our nation's absolutely. leading health ass. Should they? Absolutely follow the mandates. You should follow the mandates. Then why don't they follow them at Trump rallies? But one of the... That, one no, no, of, that's a good question. I really want your answer on that one. If you should follow the mandates, why don't they follow them at Trump rallies? Judge? Wait a minute. Yeah, do they're they... not being followed in the Trump rallies, but they're being followed in the Black Lives Matter. No, 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 no. I'm I'm not talking about the Black Lives Matter. I'm asking you. You just said they should be followed. Why aren't they following them at Trump's rallies? Because it seems like you're lying to me. Is what it sounds the like. Are in the area? Pardon me. Not. I know. I I didn't catch that. What did you say? I said it depends on what the restrictions are in the particular area. No, no, no. There are restrictions, and the Trump campaign comes in and totally ignores them. That happened in Nevada. It happened in Michigan. It happened in Texas. What are you talking about? He, he doesn't follow any of that. You can look at the pictures from any, any rally he's at. Nobody's up there wearing a mask. Maybe 20% of them are. 
she is imposing restrictions that are found by the court to be unconstitutional. And to no, no, but you said follow the mandates. He's not following the mandates. Imposing their own sense of what they think should be done, which is contrary to the science, and the courts come in and slap them down, then you have to say, were they correct in the first place? All right. You know, something just dawned on me uh, in this weird alternate universe of, of the Fox News bubble is that that's the only place that Hunter Biden's laptop is news. But, Judge, you know one place where that's also not you covering... You responsible journalist when you don't cover it? The, even the FBI's investigating. The FBI's investigating it, but they won't let us see any screen captures. They won't show us anything from the actual laptop. But the interesting yeah, thing we, is, do you know who else isn't covering the Hunter Biden story? Hey, Judge. At the, at, the, uh, at the tech store, he wouldn't have to worry about it. Uh, the tech store that was run by the uh, legally blind guy that ran the repair shop, right? Well, oh, are, they, are you criticizing the handicap now? <laughs> You know, even the news division at Fox News doesn't cover this. I was over at Fox's website. They don't cover this as a news story. It's only in the opinion section, which is what you are, Judge. Your opinion, right? I am opinion. You don't do news. So, so yeah, and this is fair. So, um, Anderson Cooper, uh, Rachel Maddow, Tucker, Hannity, you guys are opinion. So, why is it that over at Fox News... This Hunter Biden stuff is never in a news story. It's only in the opinion section of your website. Well, I don't control the website, to be honest with you. I'm pretty much focused on right now my book and my discussions about the election and my show. And what's your book called again, Judge? Fox News about that. Right. So I'm just saying that a lot of people say Fox News has no journalistic credibility, and I'm saying they do because they don't cover this this probably Russian-planted Hunter Biden story as part of their news. The only way they cover it is to say, here's what Hannity said about it. What's that? Hey, guys, guys, I am so sorry. We do have to move on. Oh, we have no. Were you enjoying this, though? <laughs> okay. Uh all right, bye, Judge. Don't lie to me. Good radio. Don't lie to me. What's that now? Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Wow, that went <laughs> as good as last time. time. <laughs> oh, my God. God. If I hadn't stepped in, would she have just gone on a on a diatribe for the full eight minutes, eight, nine minutes, whatever we had? Perhaps. I think she likes you. So, to my point, <laughs> I went over to Fox News, uh, their website... So the news division at Fox News will not cover this Hunter Biden story. They don't have enough faith in the reliability of Rudy Giuliani or Steve Bannon or the New York Post to cover it as a news story. But they've found an interesting workaround. What they'll do is say, well, here's what Tucker said last night. But they won't cover it like it's a legitimate news story. And if you want to know why, it's because... They don't have enough sources to back it up. It's the kind of thing you would only do... On an opinion show. What do you know, Buzz? You're not a legitimate journalist <laughs> not reporting on this. I'm more than Judge Janine. <laughs> oh, the latest thing was that uh, Tucker last night said that they sent uh, all this data that proved Hunter was, you know, this, that, and the other. If, if you haven't heard about 
Hunter Biden's laptop, it's because you haven't been over to Fox News, basically. And they sent it and that it was, let me see what it says, because this was really funny. Uh, they sent all these documents and somehow somebody intercepted it in the mail so it never arrived. Yeah. Uh, Tucker Carlson, how UPS explained the missing Biden family documents. So they had all this proof, and this was really going to nail it down. And then Tucker spent a lot of last night, uh, they got a commercial here, huh. talking about how uh, somebody somebody got the package and got rid of all these damning documents that prove Hunter Biden. Yeah, that's along with the, uh, oh, the legally blind computer shop owner, Oh, are you making fun of the handicap? Just the mentally handicapped judge, you. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Says here that uh, somebody wants to comment on the Judge Janine interview. Oh. People have comments about that interview? Hi, Mike. Hey, Buzz. How's it going? Doing good. What's up, Mike? Man, I'll tell you what. That was... (laughs) That was the most insightful, interesting interview that I've heard you do with somebody that uh, wanted to get some credibility on her part. It was awesome. You shut her down. I just want to say you shut her down. Shut um, her down, Buzz. Well, <laughs> I, well, I had to ask her to defend what she was saying. I mean, uh, first of all, it's not just the left that is following this medical advice. I mean, I don't know what I don't think Dr. Fauci's ever said what his political affiliation is. He might right. be a Democrat. I don't know. Yeah, but it's yeah. not just coming from from the left. It's not like well the the left and some people are pointing out well she never said it was a hoax, but she was implying that you know there was something hoaxy going on. We should all just get back to our lives as normal. And I'm saying well why don't you want to? You don't believe in the mandates? She said she did, and every time I would point out well your president doesn't seem like he believes in the mandates very much. She would default to saying well what about riots? So what are you going to do with it? Yeah, that's typical. When you bring something up, they always want to compare it. It's what aboutism, right? About Obama. Yeah. You know, why, why can't you just speak on your own terms? What's going on right now? What about now? Hillary's emails? <laughs> <laughs> what about Hunter Biden? Honestly, Fox News has got to be such a weird place. Like, I was listening to them a couple mornings ago, and they were talking about something that was really incriminating about Jim Biden and Jim Biden this. And I, for a second, I'm like... Are these guys morons? It's Joe Biden. Everybody knows it's Joe Biden. No, they were just going on and on about Hunter Biden and Joe's brother, Jim. Look, it's not being covered by a reputable news source. It's not even being covered by the news division at Fox News. It's just basically they're wanting to redo this Hillary email right before the election, and they're really trying to make it stick. Trump did everything he could to make it stick, but they haven't shown anybody the actual hard drive. They haven't even shown anybody actual screen grabs. We just have yeah. to take the New York Post word, even Fox News. So when you hear these Fox News hosts going on, they haven't seen it either. We just got to yeah, take yes- the word of a notorious tabloid. Yesterday I was reading online regarding the document that was sent DHL from New York to California yes. or uh, vice versa and how they mysteriously got lost <laughs> right. and how they're doing an investigation. Oh, my God. And another thing I wanted to mention, but it's really ironic considering considering what the president did with downplaying everything, how she named her book, Don't Lie to Me. <laughs> right. I, every time I, I had to reference her book, I I tried to suppress my laughter because Don't Lie to Me coming from a hoax news host, I mean a Fox News host, is just <laughs> hilarious. All right. Thank you, Mike. It was 
awesome. Thanks, Buzz. Right. I enjoy your show. Appreciate Bye-bye. the call. Uh, let's see. Let me knock down some of this. Comments over on the Facebook page. Buzz is scared to upset El Paso, so he's always going to side with the left because El Paso is majority Democrat. I wouldn't that, agree with that. Is that what people think? Apparently that one person does. <laughs> do you do you think that's accurate? No, not no. at all. You, do you think I, think, I, I think, sit around and say, "All right, we gotta we gotta mollify El Paso," and most of El Paso's Democrats. So no. here's what I think. No, the, have you ever known me to to let that kind of reasoning come into anything? No, not at all. What we try to do is take the information that is provided to us, and then we come to our own conclusions. Sometimes we're right, sometimes we are wrong. We are a talk show, and we do this live, and people seem to mis uh, to to misinterpret that frequently for some strange reason. Now, obviously, there are some opinions that are very loud on this show that are very clear, but the problem is the people out there who do not agree with those opinions, they then jump to conclusions that aren't necessarily there, which, shockingly enough, tends to be the way the political spectrum works, where, oh, well, if so-and-so did this, and then I can somehow connect the dots that connect this thing over here, those two things are related. And it's not the truth. Let's see some of that laptop i mean let's see what's actually in there and none of it's been confirmed yet i mean they're saying it's it's a part of an fbi investigation but you know the fbi investigation into hillary's emails just the the whiff of some kind of impropriety tossed the election uh let's see oh what's what's up padilla's uh, butt today everything <laughs> life so padilla says Remember when the Buzz Show would make fun of red cities that they would get hit hard by COVID because they don't wear masks, yet El Paso is a blue state, is one of the highest in the nation with new cases. Does Padilla not know that El Paso's in Texas? Well... Texas is a red state, But the other thing, too, is the fact that we commented about how... It, it, it didn't even really have anything to do with party lines. It was, hey, if you're not going to wear a mask or if you're not going to follow the guidelines, guess what? You're going to see a spike. Mm-hmm. Look at El Paso. Yeah, it might be a blue city, but you would go out. People, uh, you know, people weren't wearing masks. People. Uh, I actually think weren't... El Paso is doing. A, uh, I mean, from what I see, I see a lot of people. I don't see people throwing fits. I don't see these kind of scenes that go viral on on YouTube. I I see people mostly following the rules, mostly. Well. But you also have to look at, what was it, uh, a month and a half ago? My neighbor had a party at his house where there's like 50 people crammed in his backyard. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm upset. talking about. Yeah, you weren't yeah, invited? Sure. That's what I'd be upset about. Uh, yeah, El Paso's part of Texas. Texas is a, is a red state. Uh, although, I'm still, I'm hearing that it could be a toss-up. I mean, I fully expect Texas to go to Trump. But they're mm-hmm. saying that it's close enough that Mike nah. Bloomberg just pumped in $15 million in advertisement for Joe Biden. So apparently Bloomberg thinks it's it's a toss Is that the one that ran for mayor or for president? president? Yeah. He came in really late after a whole bunch of people had already dropped out. And he spent just a ridiculous amount Found of money. money. And, and then, then he dropped like, out. <laughs> hey, by the way, the amount of money that you just spent on advertising for your campaign probably could have saved us from the pandemic. Well, I don't know about that. I think it would have cost you know, billions to save us from the pan- pandemic. He spent about a billion. Yeah, I think he did. He spent quite a pretty penny. 
I mean, I'm, I'm I mean, we saying like we, everything we, would be honky dory, but you could I mean, have you could have bought people a couple months. Yeah, Padilla you, you also could have says, helped out significantly more. Tell me what uh, Padilla means when he says this. Remember when Buzz didn't want to wear a mask until numbers got above a certain point? Yeah, I think I wore a mask ever since they said you need to wear a mask. Hmm. I mean, was there ever a time when I when I was there was a time when they were saying don't get those N95 masks because there'll be a shortage and the emergency people won't be able to have them. Right. But mm-hmm. as soon as the CDC, Dr. Fauci... Had, when you went and bought all those neck gaiters. <laughs> right. As soon as they said wear a mask, I I went with that because I know how to listen to qualified experts. But the other I, thing, too, is that... I don't know what he's talking about, that I wouldn't back, wear a mask. No, you can go back and you can listen. When this thing first really started to hit kind of end of last year, beginning of this year, before we knew how serious it was, we did talk about on the air where we were comparing it to well, we've had other things like the bird flu or the swine, swine flu, flu or SARS. things like Yeah, things like that. Zika. Because, because that was the only thing we had to compare it to. And so what we said is if this thing gets more serious, obviously we need to take that information into account. But right now, it's not right. anything to worry about. You could go but back and go listen back to it. And, and I... listen to that through today's lens, it's completely disingenuous for, for you to do something like that. And it means ab- your, your point is completely wiped out by disingenuous doing that. Disingenuous for, for who? For that for the person, for any point oh. that they have. You're, like, your point is yeah. completely missed. Now, I've, never claimed, back, I've never claimed that I knew what was going to happen with this. And when we were first hearing about it, it wasn't, a, it wasn't I mean, it was be, became a major story, of course. But we didn't know what the result was going to be. And we said, hey, we just need to hang tight and listen to the experts and see what they tell us to do. And I think that has pretty much been my policy about most things. Um, somebody named Mike. I guess says this interview seems cut and edited. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, not even. That, that's yeah, an insult no. to my editing abilities. That was live, and we were, you know, I was. Phones look, if I did just let, now. I have a feeling if I let Judge Janine Pirro just go, she would have run roughshod over me. I, I don't think. She, I don't think in. it would have been an actual interview yeah. until you finally stepped in because she just kept. She has her talking points, and she's going to keep rolling. Right, and she was saying things that need to be challenged by somebody. Well, I do think that you could have been more constructive about it. I, I think that you went into that going for a battle. I don't think you went into that thinking, hey, let's try to get some actual information out of Judge Janine and let's see no. what we can we can find out here. I think you went into it with the last interview with her on your on your mind thinking, I, I'm just going to interrupt her and, I and like we need to, to have a battle here. I like to think that I yes, was sir, going I'm in with I'm going to do it calmly this yeah. time. No, that's what was my plan. But then it was just talking points that don't make any sense. And, oh, so it's okay to riot? No. Um, but true genius comes from being able to stay calm in the face of insanity. And that's what was happening, is that she's just rambling. I, sir, am no genius. Apparently not. <laughs> Hold on, let me write down that one. Audrey says, is this lady really a judge or is this a spoof interview? I wish it was a spoof interview. Uh, Comment here from Angelica. Fox won a lawsuit by saying Tucker isn't a journalist and that no reasonable person would believe him. That's that's not a joke. That's that's actually true. Wasn't the same thing Alex Jones went through where it was he's playing a character was when he was going through his divorce. Yeah. yeah, and they were well, and he claim, said that about himself. He's like, yeah. I, I, I play a character. It's not really me, and uh, people shouldn't believe that's what I really believe. Yeah, similar thing with Tucker Carlson. 
accused of anti-immigrant and racist comments, and his lawyer's defense in court was, look, he's not a journalist, and only gullible people would take what he says seriously. That, those were the attorneys that were being paid for by Fox and Tucker. But there, there's a difference between the news division at Fox. They still have some kind of, I mean, I don't want to give them too much credit because they found a workaround. What they'll do is they'll get somebody else to say it and they'll report on that. So they'll say, well, Tucker says, mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, an accusation has been made. But as far as them actually reporting on this this Hunter Biden laptop, the news division isn't doing any of that. They're only reporting on what their own hosts are saying about it. It's not actual reporting from the news division. Am I, am I, am I communicating that clearly? I, to yeah. me you do. It's mm-hmm. that, Hey, we're not like, this thing isn't an actual news story. <laughs> Even Fox us, news doesn't our, consider it an actual news story. But we, we need to report on what our opinion people are saying. It's really what it is. Uh, anything else from the chat or anybody calling in that, that you wanted to point out? we got to get to... No, somebody said that... Because uh, me saying, I think that you kind of went into it knowing for your battle. Caesar says, um, you could have let her finish her point then counter. That's not uh, what I'm I, saying. I don't think I could have. I don't, I don't think her point would have ended. And that's, that's, that's... I agree with you 100%. I don't think she was going to stop. Yeah. She was going to just... She has her talking points... I know what I'm going to say, and if you interrupt me, and this is where it was very difficult for Buzz, because if you do interrupt, she's also going to immediately take that as, well, now you're putting words in my mouth, or now you're attacking me. And Buzz did right. a good she job could have herself. To, she could have explained herself in a different way other than saying, but Black Lives Matter. Well, and that's, oh, I hate when people do that. It's just, it's so <laughs> stupid. But it's... It was to the point where Buzz handled it very well, but I still think that you went into it ready for a battle, and I, <laughs> I, I, I think that it would have it would have been better. We need to try to get her back on again. Uh, no, because she's I think like, it, it would have been better if you had kept your cool a little bit longer. I just don't have that, oh, man. You don't. I'm sorry. That's okay, Buzz. I thought maybe I'd we mellowed you, in man. two years. No. Where I could where I could put up with somebody <laughs> like that. We need to Jean. give you like an edible. You thought the scars <laughs> from the last time. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be amazing. <laughs> We're gonna give you an edible next time before you interview. You know, Ann I, I even went in thinking. <laughs> I even went in thinking. You know, this lady's like kind of in my mom's. I'm gonna treat her like my mom, but I couldn't do it because my mom's not a hag. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Are we got just the last moment before the Monster Madness voting wraps up and we announce a winner for 2020? We started with a field of 32. 32 movie monsters. Then down to the sweet 16 or the scary 16, maybe. The Elite Eight. Final four. We're down to the final two. It is Freddy Krueger. The Frightful Four. Ooh. Well, the last two are Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger, and those... The terrifying twosome. Those were high seeds, or the gruesome twosome. How much longer can people vote, Brandon? Um, I, You know what? I'll give up until the end of this hour when we wrap things up. Oh, you don't think you want to do it before that so we could announce... Well, that's what on, I'm saying. Like, on, right, like right at the end of, the, the end of this hour, before we wrap up this hour, 
We'll make the announcement. So, like, less than 30 minutes. Yes. All right, you could go over and vote. Uh, any of the kinks that we had in the voting, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to influence. I just want to see how the vote comes out, but. Halloween, 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 happy, happy. We had somebody in the Facebook chat earlier, very pro Mike Myers. Yeah, he's scary. Man, I'm not taking it away from you. You don't get to the finals without being without being scary. These are the final two, too. I decided I wanted to watch a scary movie yesterday, and I was thinking of that uh, list of best vampire movies that we, mm-hmm. we were talking about, uh-huh. and I was trying to remember like what was on the list, and... I decided to watch uh, one that I've heard about from 2008 called Let the Right One In. So I put that one on, and immediately I saw that it was in Swedish and it had subtitles, and I almost I almost noped right out on it. <laughs> but I watched it, oh. and guess what? what? It was great. <laughs> hmm. Have you seen it? I have, yeah. Would you recommend it? Yes. So good. Uh I've never seen so I guess a couple years after that they did an American version yeah. of that. How was that? Yeah, it's all right. It's not that great. Well, I was just really wowed by Let the Right Wood In. So if you're looking for a scary movie to watch that this part weekend. Where she's all like, You have to invite me in and he doesn't. And she just walks in. Oh, you're right. Yeah, what happens if I don't invite you in? Well, let's find out. <laughs> oh, I want to talk to you about it, but I don't want to spoil it for anybody on the air. You know how she kept saying, I'm not a girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Did she finish with not yet a woman? And then. <laughs> Thank you, Joanna. That was just God, for you. Thank you. Should I just stop talking? Because I think anything I might say after this is a spoiler. You are really Maybe. bad with. But I, I know that you're dying. To I'm say. dying to tell you. <laughs> we'll talk about it after the show. I thought she meant I'm not a girl. Talkback's going to get turned down in here because this whole thing. Hey, Joanna, what about this other part? Are you going to watch it, Brandon? Have (laughs) I have I raved enough about it that you want to watch it? I I don't have the time, man. Yeah, and it's in Swedish and it's pretty lengthy, so Brandon would have to set time. Okay, I'll just say this: it'd be like a three month process for me to probably finish (laughs) that movie. So it's about these two twelve year olds, but one of them's not really twelve. One of them's twelve, more or less. (laughs) Right? Right. And it again, it's subtitles. If you don't dig that, I just say it's worth it. I also don't like that. But when she says, I'm not a girl, I thought she meant, oh, because she's a vampire. And it's not really much more explicit than that. So I jumped on Wikipedia and read about the book. And oh, the, the book, book. The book uh-huh. makes it a lot more clear as to what she meant by, I'm not a, uh-huh. I'm not a girl. Did you read the book? I didn't read the book, but I did the same the thing same you thing? did. Go to the Wikipedia. Yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Just to plan this out, so if Joanna does her entertainment segment, when she finishes that, will we be prepared to announce a winner for Monster Madness? Yes! Okay, it's down to the... There's just two more left. Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger, and by the time Joanna finishes this segment, we'll be prepared to project a winner. Entertainment news with her finger up the pulse of Hollywood. Here is Joanna Barba with your Hollywood headlines and news. Good morning. 
Good morning. Well, Kim Kardashian's 40th birthday extravaganza continues. Well, the saga continues on this. Kim Kardashian revealed that she got an emotional gift for her 40th birthday from her husband, Kanye West. She got a reunion with her late father. Kanye commissioned a lifelike hologram of Robert Kardashian Sr., who had a very special and heartfelt message for his little girl. I got a question. Yes. Is that his actual voice? I have no How idea, do they, actually. Do, do they just get somebody to impersonate him? Maybe, or they, do they, use... maybe they got David Schwimmer. <laughs> Freeing murderers around the country. <laughs> <laughs> you can, too. <laughs> God! Come on! You gotta be kidding. Kanye West is able to program the... I had to throw myself in there, too. I'm the one that got this gift. Robert Kardashian Sr. I'm I'm not sure I put enough most in there. (laughs) I'm gonna let you finish Robert Kardashian Sr., but I am the most, most best thing in her life right now. Well, the reality... What's your reaction to that? Cringe. Right? Right? The reality star shared the sweet present with her fans on Thursday, dubbing it a hologram from heaven. In her tweet, Kim said, I can't describe what this meant to me, my sisters, my brother, my mom, and closest friends to experience together. Thank you, Did anybody see the David Letterman interview that he did with Kim Kardashian? I haven't seen it. Like, I've never really been interested in any Kardashian thing, but that interview is so freaking fascinating. Is it? Why? Well, she talks about you know, growing up with OJ basically part of their family and that one day she picked up the phone and she was like 13 and it was OJ on the line and you had, I, I can't recommend enough the uh, David Letterman uh, show okay, where but, he interviews people. Why, My Next Guest Is, isn't that what it's called? My Next, My next Guest, guest needs, needs No, no introduction. introduction. That's it. Okay, but what in the interview? Well, that oh, She her, talks about her robbery too, doesn't she? She talks about a robbery. That's very fascinating, but... The fact that during the trial, her dad obviously was part of O.J.'s legal defense, and her mom believed that O.J. had killed one of her best friends, uh-huh. and that she grew up in that house with both of those. You clearly have never watched any interviews with Kim Kardashian. She's gone over that quite a few I'm times. I'm very proud to say that I haven't. But I, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I the, have now the whole family has talked about it before, because they would say, like, in the actual courtroom, that uh, Kim's mom would be on the left side with Nicole's whole family while Robert was on the right side, you know, defending OJ, and that it was a huge issue. I guess the family. parents didn't live together at that point. No, no, was she, she was already, already married to Bruce. Bruce? Yeah, yeah, she okay. was already married to Bruce at the time. And so... And it's, it's not just this interview, it's all those ones. I watched the one with... Uh, the, Dave Chappelle? The one with Dave Chappelle, I've watched that twice already. It's that one looks good. Really kind of a master class on interviewing. Yeah. yeah, maybe I should learn how to interview Judge <laughs> Yeah, maybe you should. <laughs> Well, after Janice, you need to grow that beard. That's what you got to <laughs> yeah. do, man. Maybe big, that's where the power is. You know who Letterman looks like? Santa Claus in the Rudolph uh, special when he's too skinny and Mrs. Claus tells <laughs> eat, <Yeah>. eat. <laughs> after Denise Jones, still the hearts of audiences watching Borat 2, star and creator Sasha Baron Cohen got in contact to help make a difference. The actor donated $100,000 to Jones's Oklahoma City community on her behalf. The money to be distributed by the Ebenezer Baptist Church at Jones's request has been earmarked for shelter, food, and any other needs the community has. 
Pastor Derek Scobie, who previously set up a GoFundMe for Jones that has reached over $127,000 in donations, tells People Magazine that he's grateful Cohen wanted to support Jones and believed in the church's community outreach and ability to help. He also emphasized none of the money will be going to the church itself. I was looking for some of the audio of of her. I, I had it set aside somewhere. but Of her in the movie? Uh, in the movie, yeah. Be my black wife. No, I will not be your black wife. And finally, it's getting a bit more expensive to subscribe to Netflix. The uh. streaming giant has upped the cost of two of its plans. It's a first price increase in a year and a half. The standard plan, which lets people stream on two screens at the same time and features access to Netflix's HD library, will cost $1 more, going from $13 per month to $14 per month. The highest price premium plan, which allows up to four streams at the same time and also includes access to Ultra HD programming, will increase by $2 to $18 per month. Netflix is keeping the cheapest offering, the basic plan, at $9 per month. The option only allows for one stream and does not give the subscriber access to HD programming. With Entertainment News, I'm Joanna Barba. Have the polls closed? Sure. Sure. (laughs) Okay. Are we prepared to announce the winner of Monster Madness? Yeah, absolutely, man. It came down to Freddy versus Michael Myers. You heard all the back and forth, and you've heard the arguments about why one should be the number one position and the other one should leave empty-handed. So if you are prepared, please announce the winner of Monster Madness. The winner of Monster Madness. After battling it out for multiple rounds, we started with 32. We got down to the final one, and your winner for the 2020 Monster Madness, Michael Myers. Oh! oh. I, I, I can admit now I was kind of leaning toward Freddy Krueger. Oh, yeah? Uh, <laughs> a little bit. Just because I rem- that's the one movie I remember being in the theater watching and actually being scared walking out to my friend Jeff Alexander's car <laughs> afterwards and actually having mm-hmm. nightmares. Was it close? Can I ask that? Um, it, it was for a while, but you could tell in the, in the past hour or so there's definitely people jumping on, uh, pushing for Michael Myers. So, Which one of those film series has been the biggest mess? would you say? Hmm. Just, you know, over the course of the years. Well, I mean, I think it got a little confusing. Freddy got pretty campy. Oh, it got super campy. But then they really brought it back with um, Wes Craven's Nightmare and then Freddy versus Jason, which I still think is an underrated movie. I, I like think it's that a good movie. Um, I liked Rob Zombie's versions of Halloween. I know a lot of people didn't. And I didn't see the most recent one either. The most I, recent I, was very good. Was it? I like the Rob it. Zombie one. No, the oh oh yeah like the one the, with, I guess reboot okay, of it. I'm all. I'm gonna say that that the uh, Friday the Thirteenth, right? Is Michael Myers Friday the Thirteenth? No, no. That's Michael Halloween. Myers is Halloween. Sorry. Duh. God, you sound as bad as I do. I know. I just get confused. <laughs> <laughs> I've got like overload here. Freddy is Nightmare. I know what Freddy is. Thank you very much. (laughs) But just the fact that I guess when they came back with that movie that came out last year, 
that negated every movie since the very first one of of the Halloween series. Oh, okay. You well, saw that one, right? Yeah. The, the interesting thing. Yeah. So with, he'd been in prison been ever in prison, since the, yeah. the and Lori had been preparing for his comeback, and nobody believed her. I remember going to the theater, seeing H two O. I remember that. It was like twenty years later. Yeah. And didn't that have like Buster Rhymes in it I or somebody? It did. No, Resurrection has. Oh, Buster Resurrection. Rhymes. Has no, well, Buster there's Rhymes. a. Oh, it's. Uh, uh, there is a rapper that's kind of like the hero in H two O. Was it Raw Digga? No. I can't remember who it is. It might have been LL, LL Cool J. J. It was LL Cool J. Yeah, that's right. it totally was. <laughs> that's who it was, and he was kind of like the. The last man like standing in that one. Guard. Halloween H two O, twenty years later. All right. So. Oh, Josh Hartnett was in that. Yeah, that's back oh, when yeah. Josh Hartnett was a was a heartthrob. It was a thing. I mean, just the fact that they came back and said, "Oh, all those movies, none of those really happened." Forget so this is really yeah, just forget forget that. everything, and we don't know what you know. Maybe the Rob Zombie ones are in are a different universe. But yeah, the thing uh, that still blows my mind is the fact that. They wrote Michael Myers completely out of their series. I mean, Halloween 3 was Season of the Witch. Yeah, they tried to do something different. There. Right, so in Season of the Witch, Michael Myers was a, was a, was a movie character in that universe, right? Mm-hmm, I believe so. I might, I might need to rewatch Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, actually. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Here in the fifth and final hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show for this Friday... We are going to talk to Mayor D. The latest uh, that I have heard, and there could have been some developments, you know, up until just a few moments ago, was that County Judge Ricardo Samaniego held a 5 p.m. press conference that said we are going back down on lockdown, and that meant no in-dining, in-restaurant dining. Everything had to be carry-out or delivery or drive-through. Salons would have to reclose. Okay, so that's what they said at 5 then, at, shortly after that, we heard from uh, Ken Paxton, the state attorney general, who says that the county judge does not have the authority to make that decision. So He cannot say, respect my authority. You must respect my authority. Uh, so Lisa was out. Lisa, what was the... What, what was the... What was the, the deal? What was the effect of that order coming down at 5 o'clock? Uh, madness. I, I what was the effect before it actually happened? Because didn't you, say that you were out in, in the afternoon? Yeah, Everybody we, said it was going to happen. We got word. Yeah, we, um, myself, Joanna, and a couple of people in the media got tipped off that this was probably going to be happening. So uh, we all kind of went to the store just to stock up. And even then, you could tell there was already a big influx of people that were starting. And the girl who was uh, cashing me out at the grocery store even said, she's like, why are there so many people here right now? And the girl behind me in line goes, there's a press conference at 1 and at 5, so we're going to be shut down. (laughs) This was not that big a secret. I mean, a lot of people were posting about it on social media well before 5 o'clock. But anyway, the the directive came down, and we're going to talk to the mayor later this hour. Yeah, so so he's going to be calling us in about 15 minutes and uh, kind of giving us his side because, you know, we'll answer your calls, Mayor Margo. Unlike San Diego. I, Thanks, Duran. Oh, is that he's saying that 
that he's tried to we don't talk know, to Sam and Diego oh, that he's not a, get back to him? He's, he tweeted that out last night saying that um, Judge Ricardo Samaniego has not answered his phone calls. Getting ghosted, yo. Yeah, he got ghosted. That's uh, kind of weird because it seemed, I thought for the longest time that those two were kind of on the same page anyway. Maybe I was wrong, but maybe I was mistaken, but um, now, you know what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid in response, since they're saying now and the, the Attorney General has said that's not a, you know, that's not an ordinance you have to follow. People are going to overdo it the other way. People are going to go out and and get... Out of spite almost? Yeah, almost out of spite. You know, it's like, they said we can go out, so we're going to have a raging kegger or whatever. Uh, so we'll get some clarification on that from D, uh, from D. Margo coming up. People want to know, why do we always have the mayor? We never have the county judge. I don't know. We got a connection. We can get the mayor on. If we could get Sam and Diego, we would. Sure. By the way, I would people, absolutely put him on. People are not happy that you shaved your beard, man. I'm hearing a lot of that, and I will definitely you address that. You just got that. called Baby Huey. Somebody said I looked like Ask Jeeves from the old uh, uh, the old commercial, the old uh, the old internet search site, the old search engine. Somebody said I look like Ask Jeeves. Uh, there's a reason that I shaved my beard. It'll be coming back. In November, of course, but no, actually no it won't. November. No, actually it won't be coming back in November. I have a very specific reason. Why? It has to do with that face sculpting at El Paso Men's Clinic. Oh. They well, said it worked better if I didn't see, have the hair. Uh, I was going to say, you can't see how good it's doing if you don't shave your beard. Mm-hmm. Well, they you said... See. They, you're, you're covering your jowls, sir. They, they told me my, my chin whiskers were preventing it from making full contact. And they said, well, just trim it a little. So I went home and I said, no, I want it to work as good as it can. So I just, I took the whole thing off. People don't like me without a beard. <laughs> Very few people. My mom is one who says she likes it better with a beard, but everybody says I look like a baby. <laughs> okay. What did they call me, Baby Huey? Yeah, somebody called you Baby Huey. Do you even? I bet the girls don't even know what that's a reference to. Do you? I I used to know, but now I can't think of it. It was a cartoon, like an old timey cartoon, and he was a gigantic duck, duck. yeah, Yeah, like a gigantic duck. Oh my god! Yeah, we just put a little bonnet on you, buddy. (laughs) Then you think that you'd have it made? Yeah. My mom calls one of my uncles Baby Huey. Hey. We heard from Glenn the other day, and Glenn reminded us that they've got the, the Motorcycle Coalition has, uh, around this time of year, is usually when we talk about the Troy Drive and the parade, and uh, Ryan LaBarbera, La Bob, Ryan, I can never get your name right, man, I'm sorry, bro, I'm sorry, I always, I told Joanne, I said, I always mess it up, but by a little bit, and I mess it up in a different way every time, so what's your name? Yeah, just compare it to the cartoons that you're talking about, Hannah Barbera. La Barbera. Okay. Oh my that's God, that's a very, what I said. Bam. Ryan <laughs> La Barbera with the uh, Motorcycle Coalition, the Toy Run, the Parade. is going to be different this year as we were just talking about everything that's been changing. It's no surprise that things are going to be a little different. So what's going to happen with the Toy Drive and the Motorcycle Parade? So we actually were approved for the parade part, but then we had no place to gather. And, you know, with the safety of everybody in mind, we decided as a group to go ahead and cancel the parade and the event for the year. And in place of that, we're just going to do a ride-in and drop-off over at Barnett Harley-Davidson on Sunday. Okay, and it's this Sunday? This Sunday from uh, 10 to 4. So we'll be in there with boxes throughout the parking lot. Barnett is closed on Sunday. Uh, 
but they're going to allow us to use the property just to have a place to gather toys and collect toys. People me, just drive through and pick, drop off. Let me say, first of all, welcome to the club. We had to cancel our Halloween parade, and it's the first time in like 30 years that we've had to cancel that. So yep. Same now, here. We Same feel here. where you're coming from. So uh, this is, uh, who are the toys for, and, and what are you looking for uh, unopened new in new packaging? Is that right? Yeah, normally we would take used toys because we have different agencies that would take the used. But with everything going on, COVID, we just preferred new this year. Um, but it's, it goes throughout the county and the city, uh, a bunch of different agencies. We work with some schools and get some toys out. Every year it's about 5,000 kids we're able to reach out to and uh, give a gift to. Okay, and I know in years past uh, people could ride in the motorcycle parade if they had a motorcycle. But if they didn't have a motorcycle, you were perfectly happy to accept their donation of a of a toy and i assume that holds yep. true for the virtual version this year too exactly if you're driving a truck low rider whatever you want to you know a vespa a bicycle <laughs> you got a toy or some cash you want to drop off just swing by barnett anytime between 10 and 4 all right good uh, to know cash is also cash is also acceptable and that'll be put forward yep. uh, to the same cause correct okay now normally what happens is at the end of the motorcycle coalition uh, parade and rally. Uh, there's a there's a party with with food and music. So obviously none of that's going to happen. But you can still come by, and it's the cause all along that's that is the main thing anyway, right? Yeah, it's always the cause, and it's it's a good thing for El Paso. And you know, I'm sure there's going to be more out there this year than before. We'll probably get a lot of requests for donations and stuff. You know, just with everything going on in the community with COVID and the economy, I'm sure we'll get a lot more requests this year. So. We're looking forward to seeing everybody out there. Okay, give me the hours again. I believe you said 10 to 4 at Barnett. 10 to 4 at Barnett, Harley-Davidson. Uh, Drive by, drop off, and keep going. Ryan, would you say most of uh, of motorcycle riders are riding their motorcycles more these days or less these days or unaffected? Uh, I've, I see a lot of people out there riding still. You know, this is a time that everybody likes to ride. It's, uh, it's riding weather right now. It's not too cold. Uh, you know, obviously the other day was pretty cold, but... <laughs> This is perfect riding weather for a lot of us, and El Paso is a good place to ride all year long. And it's an activity that you can do, you know, with everything that's going on with the pandemic and social distancing. It's something you could get out there and and do uh, that's out in the open, and you're you're pretty safe doing it. Yep, uh, get the fresh air. Okay, all right. Thank you, Ryan, for calling in. I appreciate it, and we'll probably be back to normal by by next holiday season. I'm definitely hope so. Fingers crossed, right? Yep. Okay. Definitely. Thanks, Ryan. Take care. Okay. Thanks, All right. Bye. We'll talk to you later. Uh -huh. We've got uh, the mayor of El Paso, DeMargo, who's going to talk about uh, this confusion that's going on. Mm -hmm. We've got one set of directives from the county judge, Ricardo Samaniego, who outranks the mayor. As the mayor has said before, that the county judge outranks him. But we've got another set of directives coming from the state attorney general, Ken Paxton. And, you know, this could change from hour to hour, minute to minute. So we're going to get the very latest uh, when we're joined by El Paso Mayor DeMargo coming up here in just a what few moments. What is this music? I was going to, well... He's going to go into something else. We were going to go into okay. something else, yeah. I was like, you're going to... It's the speak. gloom and doom of El Paso is really what it is. No, we were going to go into more... Sounds like a Maury segment. Like, you're like, and next we'll hear from DeMargo. No, we were going to do more horror Halloween movie 
movie poems, and then we decided we ran out of time. Well, yeah, anybody, we, have, we have commercials we need to get to, and he's calling at 9.15. Can anybody tell Math. me with with assurance, Yes. does the time change at midnight? When does the time change? At 2 a.m., isn't it? At 2 a.m., you set your clocks back to 1 a.m. But 2 a.m., average push! But on Sunday. Well, Sunday morning, Sunday technically. morning, yeah. Okay, so midnight, Saturday night, midnight, whenever you go to bed, fall back. Right? Who the mm-hmm. hell's going to bed at midnight on Saturday? We're pottying up in this bitch. <laughs> Are you really? My wife already told me. She goes, we're having a party on Saturday night. You're like, who's invited? She's all, just you. <laughs> no, that's what she said. That's totally what she said. She goes, it's just us. It's going to be me, you, the kid, oh, and we're going to dance, and we're going to have fun. Ooh, can I come? No. No. That does not, again, it's going to be me, her, and our daughter. Yeah, that's but I'm like, I'm like family. No, you're not. No. no. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we're going to get the the most recent and up-to-the-minute account of what we can expect for this weekend as far as the county judge's uh, directives from from one of the sources, uh, El Paso Mayor DeMargo. Hi, Mayor. Welcome back. Thanks, Buzz. Uh, so let me just kind of set the table here. I know there are a lot of people waking up, and uh, it seemed like this was no secret. People were posting all day yesterday that uh, the county judge was about to uh, reimpose a lockdown. And uh, that happened yesterday at 5 o'clock. County Judge Ricardo Samaniego announced an order at 5 o'clock on Saturday that uh, non-essential services are going to be shut down citing the growing hospitalizations in the COVID-19 crisis. So according to what Judge Samaniego said yesterday, no more in-person dining and restaurants. Gyms were going to be closed. Hair salons, nail salons, tattoo parlors, massage places. Um, but then we heard, uh, and I believe this was via a tweet I saw at second hand, that you had said you've been trying to get in touch with the judge and that he's not getting... Oh, it's phone calls. He's not getting back to your phone calls. And that the... He had uh, reached out to you, the Attorney right. General, Ken Paxton, to get some sort of a clarification. Um, and then earlier in the evening, or later in the evening, about 7.30 at night, uh, there was a release from Ken Paxton saying that that it was unlawful what was happened. Um, so I, I guess our question for you is, what are businesses supposed to be doing today? Remain open. It's um, it's unfortunate that, you know, the, the judge and I have been in total lockstep from day one. That's what and I wanted to say. I thought that you guys had pretty much been a, a dynamic duo right. so far. Yeah, that's exactly right. And um, you can't, you know, the legal departments of the county and the city have to work together to figure out how you would enforce um, a particular order, which is what we've done from day one. But, un- you know, unfortunately, I also knew that this um, shutdown would not would not uh, fly. It, it's been tried before. The, the, the governor would not allow it. He and I talked to the governor together to his office on Saturday, and the governor, I understand, talked to him again on Sunday. Um, curfews are one thing, shutdowns are another thing. When did the communication and between you and the judge break down? I don't know, but I think it's just re- I I texted him uh, 
to call me um, day before yesterday, and I texted him yesterday morning to give me a call. He texted back that he was in meetings with his uh, with the county attorney's office, and that he would call me, and he never did. Um, it, I, you know, I don't. I think there's been some unfortunate uh, undue undue influence by our congresswoman, and uh, and and he's and he's. Uh, not talking to it, but you can't, you can't, the bottom line is, number one, I recognize the health issues we're dealing with. I right. toured our alternate care site yesterday at the convention center. I toured the uh, pressurized tents that are set up outside the hospitals that the um, Texas Department of Emergency Management under the, under the uh, orders of the governor have sent out here in the supply. We've got 800 personnel. I, I know what's going on. I know where we are. We had another increase today we posted, but we also had a reduction in ICU, which was kind of a blessing, I think, to a certain extent. I'm well aware of the sacrifices our frontline workers are doing. I did a ride-along with our fire department EMS uh, last week, mm-hmm. and they were telling me that uh, that they uh, the bulk, and, and this is in the Far East side, the bulk of their calls have been on a daily basis were COVID-related. So I'm well aware of all of that. But on the other hand, I'm also well aware that we've got 32,000 El Pasoans out of work, people who are trying to just put food on the table and pay for their own medical care, and we can't do a shutdown, not only because of the, the impact on those families, but also it's, it, it, it's, it can't be done. It violates the, 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 the orders. The governor said that. And so... Uh, and then we, and another thing, we didn't even re- receive his their order from the county t- to the city till eight o'clock last night, and then wanting us to shut down at midnight. I mean, it just it made no sense. It's unenforceable, and um, I'm telling people need to just continue working and doing what they need to do and put food on the table and pay their bills. We got enough problem with this. I want to bring up a couple of things with you, Mayor Margot. And the first one is you're going to see, if you haven't seen it already, I don't know, but I, I can just tell this break with the county judge or he broke with you. But anyway, this this break, there are going to be some people who are going to point at that and say, well, the mayor's only five days out from an election. He is trying to curry favor with the voters by by defying the county judge. And so I know I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that is going to be out there. So how would you respond to it ahead of time? Um, pushed into a, to, to a stance that I would have preferred not to have been pushed into. Um, I think, if anything, it's, 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 the, it's, it's the congresswoman and, and pushing him our congresswoman pushing him before the election. Um, I mean, she's you know she's publicly attacked me and attacked the uh, uh, the governor, and I just I, I think that's where the political rub is. But but the the, the, the judge um, succumbed to it. The, the bottom line is, we could have conversed about this. We could have talked about what the options are. We could have gone together to the governor again. When we asked the governor about more enforcement the concerns related to um, bars that have converted to restaurants and those things. First of all, as you know, two weeks ago, I shut kitchens down at 9, 9, 9 p.m. because of the gatherings and the concern there. But we also asked for more enforcement support from the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Control, TABC. So on Monday of this week, they sent in another 13 agents followed by another seven. So we've got 20 extra agents here to, I guess- to make the inspections and do the enforcement. Mm-hmm. 
the three areas that we know that have been driving spread from our last drill down, which was mm-hmm. from October 6th to October uh, 20th, were shopping, primarily in the, you know, the big, big box stores. Box stores. Number two was, was restaurants. And number three was travel to Mexico. So when it, we talk to our Rio Grande Valley, uh, you know, the Rio Grande Valley, the people here working on the, the, the alternate care side for the, uh, at the convention and, and, and the Texas Department of Emergency Management personnel, the ones doing the, 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 at the convention uh, center, the alternate care site, were in New York. They yeah. were in the Rio Grande Valley for, for two and a half months, and now they've come here setting up. And, and so I asked them what they detected there, and I had our staff call the Rio Grande Valley, the, the mayors down there and, and, their, and their legal counterparts. And what they dug up was that the majority of their big spike, if you remember that was just a few weeks ago, that they were having significant issues in the Rio Grande Valley, maybe a month ago or so. They determined that it was, and, and their demographics are similar to our demographics from a cultural uh, population standpoint, they said it was family gatherings within homes. It was family. The bulk of what they discovered was the spread was that. And that's what we've got to mind, uh, look out for. i got a neighbor who had his 85th birthday and his wife's about the same age, and all they had were family and grandchildren, and now they're both positive. Mm. I mean, that's, that's what's going on. We've got to maintain the the basic things so, until we get control of it. So my question for you is if that is what we did see, we did see an article come out about that saying that the main um, places that contact tracers are finding people are getting infected are the big box stores, bars or restaurants um, and coming across from the border. So why then the, did this directive from San Diego say we're going to be cl- shutting down tattoo shops, hair salons, nail salons, none of those places were in the top three. And for the most part, those are businesses that don't actually um, work past 9 p.m. So they're not breaking the curfew law. They're open during the day. And to be perfectly honest, tattoo shops are one of the most sanitary places you can go because of the fact that they're dealing with blood, the fact that they're dealing with open um, skin. So why were those places targeted in this instead of looking at the big box stores, the large name stores? I think it's worth noting that the big box stores under the under the county judge's directive were would, essential. Have, would have remained essential, right? Yeah. So they're 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 essential from from federal guidelines under what they call CESA, and have always been. Uh, schools are separate, churches are separate. Uh, the the, uh, the 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 large uh, stores, uh, grocery stores, all that's open. So the the uh, the, the shutdown would not have impacted uh, them at all by law, by statute, so by directive. So. That's the whole point. I mean, there was no discussion with us to talk about what, what can we do. The governor has told us this last weekend when the judge and I were talking to his office was, he said, let's see what your enforcement does. We went to him Saturday evening after discussions with Dr. Ocaranza and Mario D'Agostino and my emergency operations people to say, would you allow us to close, uh, to shut down uh, or to restrict capacity to 25 percent from 50 percent we've we've gone because of our, our our positives in our trauma service area we we uh, which i was trying to get ahead of but because we've exceeded 15 percent across our county and and hudsbeth and, and culbertson county 
we were shut down to 50, we were reduced to 50% occupancy anyway by the state. And we won't go above that until we have seven consecutive days of less than 15% COVID hospitalizations within our three county area. But the, and it looks like we're, we're going to be far, we're, we're not getting close to that at all. But the other, the, the, we went to him and said, Ken, would you consider us allowing us to shut down occupancy to 25%? And the, and the governor's office, the governor's staff said, "Let's see what your enforcement does. You've just instituted it. Mm-hmm. Let's see what it does, and then we can talk more." So he didn't shut the door on that, but but that's my whole point. This was just kind of uh, done independently, and it's unfortunate. Um, and as I say, this is I've gone. We've gone from an unequal balancing act that I've talked about for months, for the last uh, seven months, to a tight wire. And people on both sides are, are hurting. And uh, I recognize that, but I don't think uh, throwing the baby out with the bathwater is, is going to provide the uh, solution Would for it, us. If you knew, and this is a hypothetical, and I know like a lot of times people in the political landscape don't like to deal in hypotheticals, but if, if you knew or were fairly sure that if we all locked up like they did in London during the Blitzkrieg. If we locked, if we were willing to do that, and we did it for two weeks, that we would get those COVID numbers going the other direction. If you knew that for a fact, would it be worth it to do it? Absolutely. But look, look what's going on when you study that's been going on. Now, France and Germany are starting doing it again. But here's the difference: Germany has said we will provide supplemental payments to right. people who are impacted. We don't have that. Yeah, I, I, I got a list of businesses from the Hispanic Chamber that have shut down. You know, I've, I've got I've got I, I talked to one restaurateur the other day, who who has a number of restaurants, and he and he said he's gone from nine hundred employees to one hundred employees. Yeah, I mean we we cannot withstand that on the other side, and the emotional, mental toll of this is unbelievable. People who have never experience being out of work. I was 18 years old when the summer before my freshman year in college, my dad lost his job. I was doing minimum wage, working in an iron foundry uh, in Huntsville, Alabama. And I remember walking in every Friday afternoon and handing my mother my paycheck and not knowing what was going to happen next. People, it's, it's a toll. It's a toll. And we can't continue that. I and that's my point, and I, and I knew it wouldn't withstand legal, yeah. um, legal anyway. I just want to make sure, because uh, people might have tuned in in the middle. So, despite the county judge, uh, Judge Samaniego's directives yesterday, the mayor, with the backed up by the authority of the Attorney General of the state of Texas, says, go about your business. But here's a concern that I have, and I, I have a feeling you might share the concern hearing that there are going to be some people who celebrate it by going out and being less cautious and doing things that they wouldn't have done before any of this happened do you know what i what i'm suggesting here mayor is that some people are going to want to dunk it in the Mm -hmm. face of the county judge well we can't you know that's what we we think's happened before still the the majority over 50 percent of our positives are people from the age of 20 to 39 and uh, less and less are becoming asymptomatic. We're testing as many as 
six or seven, up to 8,000 a day. We were doing more testing. We've got 53 sites. We've got plus. Uh, I think we're adding some more. Um, people, we, we've got our, this thing is spreading. And it, it doesn't, it, until we have a vaccine, it will not end. And to stop the spread, you've got to behave properly. And that means you've got to care about your family members and your uh, siblings and uh, your, it's redundant, but your, your peers, your friends, whatever, by wearing face coverings and maintaining that distancing. You can't let your guards down. The old saying, uh, damned if you do and damned if you don't, do you feel like that kind of hits pretty close for you? My uh, my new name is Mayor Pinata. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now now could somebody get a ticket? Are they in any danger of getting a ticket now? The no no no, no. no kind of citation. We we haven't we haven't even figured out legally how we would enforce it because we just got the guidelines last night. Yeah. And all of this has to be worked out to begin with, and then we have the attorney general saying it won't withstand. So it's 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 uh. It's not a rock and a hard I, I, place. I, it's, a, it's a vice. Yeah, right. You, you, you. It makes you wish for a rock or a hard place. Yeah, I wish we didn't have this pandemic. I wish this weren't my third crisis. And um, you know, I just we're doing the best we can. All right. I, I guess my my parting words as we wrap up this segment is, according to the mayor and according to the attorney general of the state of Texas, the judge's directives are not valid. Do not take this as an excuse to go crazy. And yes, I would leave it at that. All right. Well, thank you, Mayor Margo, uh, for giving us your time this morning. We appreciate being able to get in touch with you. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, D. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. I'm going to talk a Looks little bit about up Ricardo Samaniego's phone number. <laughs> sure. <laughs> let's get the rebuttal. Hell yeah. If we can get him on. <laughs> or listen, uh, because her name was brought into this, uh, Congress, uh, Congress, Congresswoman uh, Veronica Escobar. You know, if anybody wants to she get totally got to do a live Instagram with uh, Rosa Diaz from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm so jealous. She did? Yeah, dude. Cool. Um, oh, we can get a hold of Veronica. You know, I, I was kind can of... We just, can we get her on just to talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I know. Can she talk to us I'd about cool Rosa Diaz? I was yeah. kind of encouraged the fact that... Can she get us Rosa Diaz on the phone? <laughs> this didn't seem to be really partisan. You know, you have the mayor who doesn't... The the office of mayor doesn't run as, as a party affiliation, but the mayor is a Republican. Um, and... Uh, that, that everybody was working together. It really seems, based on what we heard in that interview there, that a lot of they this is bro- broken down along party lines, is what it sounds I like. I think Samaniego and D broke up. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we've got this final segment, the final hour, which is the El Paso hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show. I want to address some of the stuff that has come up in the Facebook chat and elsewhere. Uh, we just had the mayor on, and mm-hmm. a lot of people wanted me to get the mayor's comments on right. the... Shout uh, out to FitFam, because they were the ones that promoted. They're like, yo, 915, listen oh, in. Are, do we have a good relationship with FitFam? We do. Because I do. admire what they do. <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I really do. They, they, hey, I call them El Paso's TMZ. That's perfect. Yeah. So uh, one of the comments was asked about the KFOX report about the whistleblowers. So, look, I felt like the mayor had plenty on his plate. Uh, But we could talk about it a little bit because there is a report 
the whistleblower report that we're talking about is a report that uh, Erica Castillo did on uh, KFOX. Did you get the email I sent you? Is that where I, no, I, I'm going to discuss this report. Well, from, no, no. Check the, check your email, bro. I sent you an email that had a response of the times you were asking for. And a response from the fire department. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I've got that. Okay. So it was somebody who worked for the fire department who had said uh, on the condition of anonymity, and they changed this person's voice uh, so you couldn't identify it. But they were saying, you know, the reason, one part of the reason... Our COVID testing numbers are so high is because people are coming over from Mexico. And, uh, well, that's not what they said. First of all, that's what people had been saying. And then we'd had other people saying, you know, the city is is shut down uh, to travel from Mexico. So it's going to be very, very unusual for people from Mexico to come over. So this report that was on KFOX that's uh, referenced here by Roger uh, was that this guy said, What's happening is we'll get a call and it's somebody in line to come over and we'll go up and we take them in and, you know, they want they want to be tested for COVID-19. And I would say the report seemed like it could have dug further. The report that they ran on KFOX probably could have gone into without – listen, I, I understand the need for anonymous sources sometimes. It seemed a little one-sided is what I would say. It seemed like it might have had a drum to beat just a little bit. But uh, CBP has responded, and the headline over on KTSM is CBP, so that's Border Patrol, says majority of medical transfers at ports of entry are American citizens. So it could have been that this whistleblower did see what he said he saw and i think in the report he said you know some days it's three to five and some days it's 13 to 15 this whistleblower could have seen it but according to border patrol they're saying yeah those people were american citizens for the most part so here's a little bit uh whistleblower complaint on thursday shook the sunset was it a complaint or was it just the reporting on kfox who's not legitimately a whistleblower complaint unless it was turned into you know, some governing authoritative body. You I guess. would be correct. So it's not a complaint. So it is not a complaint. Yeah. It was just some uh, reporting that might have been a little biased uh, from another news source. Well, I mean, that's a, the thing is, is that there is an it's an individual source. It didn't speak to the fire department spokesperson or get the actual numbers, which you can get the um, transport numbers for the bridge. I mean, if you are in the media. It seems like a thing you would do before you ran that story is you would get the transport numbers and look at some of the figures, right? Right, yeah. Um, I did talk to a couple different people in uh, with the news background, and they said, they're like, look, you could sh- th- those numbers could have been gr- gathered before the article came out and added in there to say, this is what the whistleblower says, these are the numbers that were seen, and but they weren't included. It just had the complaint in so there. So the, the whistleblower story, which ran on KFOX, so that's the Erica story. I'm referring now to what KTSM is printing uh, as of last night. Uh, quote, a whistleblower complaint on Thursday shook the Sun City by alleging that local emergency medical services are transporting COVID-19 patients from Juarez to local hospitals, thereby causing increased numbers of cases. That would be a huge story. If that were the case, that would be absolutely a big story. But spokesman for uh, CBP, Roger Meyer, 
said that emergency medical services respond to medical emergencies at any point of entry as a standard practice. El Paso emergency medical technicians respond to port of entry anytime a medical emergency occurs. The pandemic has not prevented legal residents from obtaining care, despite claims to the contrary. Uh, so the headline says, so far I'm not reading what backs up the headline. CBP says majority of medical transfers at ports of entry are American citizens. Uh, travel through the ports of ports of entry. A lot of people are saying, hey, there's no travel back from Mexico. Well, there is, and there are some exceptions. And those exceptions are U.S. citizens and permanent residents, lawful permanent residents, uh, individuals traveling for medical purposes, which is to receive medical treatment in the United States. Well, that seems like that would could definitely leave the door open. Uh, student visas, uh, individuals traveling to attend schools, individuals traveling to work in the United States. Um, CBP is following normal protocols in collaboration with our partners at CDC. Okay, I'm a little confused. I mean, the headline seems to say that the majority of the medical transport transfers at ports of entry are American citizens, but I'm not seeing that in the body of the story. I mean, they've got a lot of exceptions to the rules that really seem to leave the door open for a lot of different categories. Uh, any help on this? Um, well, that's the medical transport from the bridges. That is um, a mandate that's been in effect for quite some time. Um, so it that, sounds like it could be happening. Well, that is, but the thing is, is that that's been happening for years, for five, ten, five, ten years. So that's something that already was happening. But they are saying that the majority of the people that are being transported are legal American citizens. I'd really like to see the numbers on that. Well, I don't have the numbers on me, so I can't give okay. those to you. Um, also, we just Time had a, for us to make wild speculations, yeah. folks. If we there don't have the, the numbers, numbers, we're just going to make stuff up. Woo-hoo! Yeah, let's just everybody. Also, someone, Happy Halloween, y'all. Someone for the election did want to just remind people, early voting, it is happening. 35 early voting locations. You can vote at any of them, and the wait times are available at epcountyvotes.com. Those do update, update constantly updated. Um, they are reminding people, though, right now, if you do have a mail-in ballot, it is essential that you hand-deliver it to the El Paso County Courthouse because if you mail it now, it's not going to arrive in time by Election Day. So you have to personally hand those in at the El Paso County Courthouse. Um they say that there's about 10,000 mail-in ballots in El Paso that are still outstanding right now. So those people, if you do have a mail-in ballot, you are going to need to go ahead and personally hand them in at the El Paso County Courthouse. That is the county location to drop them off. Um, if you want to vote in person but received a mail-in ballot, you must bring it in with you so you can surrender it at the local polling location. And remember, there are 10 locations throughout El Paso for early voting that are open until 10 p.m. tonight. So if you can... Go ahead and just make sure of that. And we have a post on our website with all that information for you. I uh, shave my beard. A lot of people want to know why I shave my beard. It's because I'm doing that uh, evoke thing where I go to El Paso Men's Clinic. And it's like 45 minutes. And they were saying that the device wasn't making good enough contact because I had a pretty pretty long beard going on. And they said, well, you should trim it back. And I thought, well, I don't want to halfway do it. I'm just going to cut it off. So I cut it off, and 
the opinion has been pretty overwhelmingly that I that I'm better with a beard, so I should probably grow it back. But I'm I'm doing this face sculpting, so I want to see what the results are. Yeah, I'm uh, referencing this KTSM story that says the Border Patrol says the majority of medical transfers are American citizens, but nope. It, I can't find in the body where it says that. It says that the CBP is following their normal protocols. But the normal protocols could be uh, that people from Mexico, either uh, actual American citizens or lawful residents, are know that this is the procedure and they're going to the bridge. I, I would really have to see a breakout of the numbers here. So, Nope. Wild speculation. Uh, just go with wild speculation Excuse here. Me, sir. You are not allowed to look at the facts at this point. It's all about wild speculation Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! All right, Lisa, do you want to recap in case anybody missed? We just had the mayor on, and the mayor says about the uh, county judge's directives. Yes, one more thing. Uh, please. You don't have to follow those. No, it's, yeah, you don't. But also, real quick, vote today because there's still 300,000 eligible El Paso voters who haven't voted yet. And How the many? Line- 300,000 eligible votes. Eligible vo- That's going to be most of them. No, we had huge turnout. Remember? I know we had huge turnout, but of eligible voters, what do you think the population of El Paso is? Look, right now, that's what I'm getting the numbers from someone involved. That in- is an enormous amount of people. Right, they're saying... But it's not even election day yet. Exactly, but they say the lines are going to be much longer on election day, so if you can, remember early vote today, 35 different locations. epcountyvotes.com is where you can get the wait times to see and remember if you do have a mail-in ballot and you want to vote in person you must bring it with you to surrender at the polling location um, according to the El Paso Mayor D. Marco all businesses can remain open in El Paso so the curfew is still in effect though right we still have a curfew absolutely we definitely still have a curfew but um, according to the mayor all local businesses can stay open so the plot thickens okay. and Samaniego call him back boy don't ghost him like that it's rude Boy, yeah. tell you what, you want to go vote, man. Close you, your eyes. You can go vote. Get yourself a real experience going out there. Just close your eyes I, and press a button, sir. I would just I would just beg with people, don't take this as an excuse to slam dunk. Oh, you know, it got shot down. We can go out and have a rave. No, because yeah, if the numbers that, continue to go up like this, this is why we will end up getting probably shut down. Because if it continues like this and we keep hitting these 300% right. increases, they're going to have no choice. If we throw all caution to the wind, we're going to run out of those emergency beds. Who's caution? Why are we throwing her? <laughs> so rude.